This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. It's raining in Vegas, and it's basically a five past the hour start time now for BVB. Our kids are in school today, guys. We're in chaos mode in Vegas. It's a mess. Welcome to a Monday that feels like a holiday for not us, not for you, but for the kids here in Vegas. Bostoni versus the book. He's Dave Sherpin. I'm Matt Peralta. Chris Andrews from the South Point will join us in one hour. Yes, he will. And a little bit of an announcement coming up here in just one second about how you can win this very similar hat in your own custom colors. But first and foremost, good morning, good afternoon, Mr. Sherpin. How are you? Hello, sir. Uh, I'm good. At any point during the show, if I bolt out off the set at any point, that I you do the same if need be, because there's things happening behind these walls and behind these spots today. It's not just the Monday after, you know, the first weekend of the NFL, an overreaction Monday. It's an in-service day um, for people with kids. Like <laughs> last Monday was Labor Day, and it was a four-day week. And today... I guess we didn't do enough planning or whatever, but we got an in-service day. Listen, never bad rapping the teachers, but I didn't know about this until late last night. It's insurrection day is what this is. This is insurrection day. This is not an in-service day. This is insurrection day. Oh, I thought you said misdirection because everything I'm doing is misdirection today. I literally just had some, you know, the dog thing issues and stuff just happened. So at any point, if I go, I'll be right back. Fine. I'm gone. You I do understand. the same. And I do the same. Yeah. Madeline is here today. So yeah. Who knows? Kendall's in the chat today. So it's just, I don't oh, know. It feels boy. like it feels like it's July, oh, but it's not July. No, it's <laughs> it's September, September 12th. And it's supposed to be, I don't know, kids, you get in this like rhythm with your kids in school. And then the school's like, hey, by the way, no school. It's like, hey, what? I had to scramble last week, but I was off on Labor Day, so it was all good. We got to work today. I can't just stay. By the way, it's, you know, kids are off. So we're not working today either. What? Yeah, you are. You're working. So yeah. So welcome in. Okay. So we have a lot to get to. Chris Andrews from the South Point, as I mentioned, coming on at uh, 11 Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Top of the next hour to talk about everything happening behind the counter. Now, we've been trying to figure things out because I know a lot of you have already done one thing to win a prize pack from Dave and I here with the brigade. So we're trying to figure out a way to like, how do we give you another chance to win another opportunity to win. But this time it's a custom B V B hat. We will make it for you and ship it to you. You get to pick the colors. And really, I mean, the guys at lids here in Vegas can do whatever, right? There's no like color limitations, right? Um, Not really. They're, they're, they're like magicians. I mean, between, yeah, the boys, Corbin, Polly. I mean, they're, they're really, they can do a lot of stuff. So, so you, you can kind of get creative yeah. and think 
of certain things. And then we can kind of go back and forth and, and help you. You can pretty much design if it's on a uniform or it's on another hat, you could probably just do it. So you'll so. pick the color of the hat. You pick the style of the hat. And right. then you will pick the actual stitching that will say BVB. So there's two yeah. ways for you to enter to win this. The first, if you've already left a review on Apple and subscribed to the podcast on Apple, you're already good there, okay? But if you want to double your chances, you will go to props.com, scroll down on the right-hand side, subscribe to The Beat. That's our new newsletter that comes out every single day. Drop your email. I don't care what email, drop an email in there. That list is going to populate today. We're going to pull either from the beat or from the folks. And you, if you haven't left a review and you'd rather just leave a review on Apple, you can do that too. So subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, that helps. Leave a review, positive, negative, screenshot it before you hit submit. Okay. Please. Screenshot it and then DM me on my Twitter account at Sports Talk Matt. Okay. If you've already done that, don't do it again. You don't need to go ahead and subscribe to the beat to double up your chances and opportunity to come in. And if you want to do both, if you haven't done the review before, you can do both as well to double up your chances. We're going to combine the lists, pull a name, and we'll tell you tomorrow who the lucky winner is. That's going to wind up winning a customized BVB hat from us. And there's no, there's no judging whether you like a flat bill like myself or a curve bill like P roll, whether you like an adjustable or a fitted, whether you like flex fits so nice though. Yeah. I mean, like there's, there's all kinds of options. And like, if you guys know, if you're new to the brigade, welcome. I just saw Addison is new to the show. Thank you for coming. And if you're, you know, from an OG original, you could go like the Stevie Mac model, which is one base color and all white BVB letters. Or you could go, you know, uh, Mikey awesome did multi-colors. He did it. He said he did a red for the Red Sox, a uh, yellow for the Bruins, and a green for the Celtics. Oh, no, yellow was for the Steelers. So he did multiple colors. It looks like a Mexican flag. I thought it was Mexico. I didn't realize no, it was that was That oh, was the neat. original, you know, when, okay. when him and I traded text, and that's what he came up with. Akbar has a multicolored hat. Mm-hmm. Some of the boys went with the the the, the Dodger model. I mm-hmm. call this the Dodger model, but it's the USA model, red, white, oh, blue. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, royal blue right there. So you can pick it, uh, base color hat. You pick the colors of the B, the V, and, and the style V. Hat. And then whatever you want to do with the dollar sign in the middle. I like it. I like the whole giveaway. Find a way to leave a review if you haven't already. Apparently or- that helps. And, and subscribe or and the newsletter is very easy. It's on props.com. Yeah. Just go to the newsletter. It's click on you see, you see the beat. It's called the beat. Just click on it, drop your email address in, and you're entered and you're good. So and you'll get stuff from us every day in your inbox, stories and giveaways and where we're gonna be and different things that we're doing with props.com. So yes. it's it's a simple, easy way of doing it. We'll pull that name coming up tomorrow here for the show. Okay. If you put a thousand dollars into circa for the survivor contest. And pick half, half pick of the Niners. <laughs> this is remarkable. In one week, Rams started it off. Four people went down with the Rams. Okay. And then the avalanche yesterday. 
Here's a little lesson for any of you guys who do survivor pools, at least on the professional level, you may have your house rules for a different off script, private survivor pool. Ties are losses. Mm -hmm. Colts, Niners, Bengals, Panthers, Jaguars, Texans, Lions, Jets. See ya. You're out. Might be bearing the lead here, but we were we were talking a little bit last night and texting. Who would the hell pick the Jets? Like seriously, two people picked the Jets. Like the Jets were going to upset. You want to be clever, or did you make a mistake? Because I, well, you told me while well, one boy, yeah. my guy Matty Betts, he made the mistake. He owned it on TikTok last night that he made the mistake of entering the Jets. He tried to fix it, but he couldn't. They wouldn't let him. So. Once he was one of them in these things in these contests. You can't just erase them and fix them. There's a you can't do it. Like physically, you can't do it. Like it's 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 not personal. That's why you got to be so sure. And you mm-hmm. got to make sure your proxies are sure when they put in the stuff. That's why it's a hard job. I mean, everybody thinks, oh, just be a proxy. Ah, oh, well, just put in the picks. Can't make a mistake, man. Because you make a mistake and you pick the Jets. <laughs> You picked the Jets. At a it's survival. a dime that you owe your customer because you picked the wrong team. Bam. Hey, I screwed up. Here's a thousand dollars back. It's no, it's oh. not. It's Can you not be, a joke. Imagine being on the other day. Call, hey man. Um, I, I put your picks in, but I put it in wrong. What do you mean? What'd you put? I put the Jets this week. <laughs> oh yeah. Are uh, you sending me my money back? Like, cause I need to die. Yeah. But even that's not enough for some people though, because if you think about it, it's like, I'm in the contest for a reason. So like, I want to try to win a share of $6 million. Like a thousand dollars is not what I'm hoping to get back here. Like, okay. So I'm, so I'm even, but I'm not really even because in my mind, everybody starts with these contests with, you know, delusions of grandeur that they're going to wind up winning this thing. So it's like, Oh, great. I get a thousand dollars back. Phenomenal. I had it to spend anyway. I don't need the thousand. I want the million. That's what I'm after. I'm on after this. I want six million dollars, dude. Like uh, you just lost me six uh, a chance at six million dollars. What's that worth to you? We That's the problem. It was in the book all the time, every day. Customer spider, spider. Uh, that's what he's known as in the world. He would make horse bets every day, and it was constant cycle of people training and. I was trying to get him, and I was like, listen, you have to be able to take his bets. If you're able to take his bets, you're good. And he got the wrong bet one time, and we gave him his money back. You know, I mean, he made it such a big deal, and he embarrassed this poor girl, and I was like, Spider, stop being a jagoff. Seriously, stop. We'll give you the money back. And he said, it's not even the money, Dave. If the bet in the bet lost, mm. So I told him we saved the money by not being able to get his bed in. That's what it, he got shut out because she couldn't figure out how to do a trifecta key and all this other stuff. And he said, I'd rather have the bet and lose than not have the bet at all. It's a fair point. And I was like, I'll never, I never forgot that. I used to, I, I said, that's the mentality of a gambler. And that's the mentality of somebody that got the jets and put it in wrong. It had so, to have been a mistake. There's, I mean, it just, just had to have been a mistake. And we, <laughs> unless you have six teams, you have six p- entries, and you're just like, let's play it in case the world collapses and the Ravens actually lose the game outright. And they, I mean, it was 24 9, so it wasn't even close. <laughs> like, it was an easy cover for the Ravens. So, like, that was it's the bet of the weekend. Only worth 
one win. Like, but it crosses that team off from never having to use it again. So Correct. it keeps the other 31 teams alive for you. So if you take the jets and you use, I never want to bet the jets, but maybe in week one, they get somebody crazy. Fine. Let's go ahead and bet it. If you've got six entries, that's the only thing that someone, I was trying to put myself into their shoes going like, what would be the logic? And the logic would just be, let's just, we've got six entries. Let's just see. Dart I, at the wall. I, I could have had a hundred entries. I wasn't picking it just yesterday. I am into that by any math, by anything like, because you figure you're going to pick the jets. Maybe there's going to be an opportunity to pick the jets three times all season. We went through all the schedules. Like there may be three shots during a season where you are stuck and you may have to pick the jets, but you don't have to pick the jets because there's 32 teams and there's 18 picks ever. You don't don't ever. The, in this well, survivor 20, thing, sorry, it's 20. twenty. But still, there's like twenty-two though. Not not right. Now there's because twenty now. Right? Thanksgiving is its own. Christmas, yeah, Christmas is its own. That's it. And then the week. There's twenty weeks. There's twenty entries. 20 we did the read. Okay. We, we did the read for three months. <laughs> yeah, there's twenty legs on it. Right. So there's twenty legs. So there's twelve teams you will not use. So you can just go through, you could literally, I mean, that's what I know people do this. They go through the schedule. There's 20 weeks. They cross off 12 teams. They will never use. And then they take the 20 and they, they lay out the schedule as to what they would like to use. And then maybe if they have to dip into that 12 pool, if they can't find anything they really like, but the jets, I mean, <laughs> there's just certain teams you would never use jets being one of them in my mind. This is, and this is, this is great because you just, couple of schools of thought. I mean, you have to map it out. You have to work backwards. You have to start from Thanksgiving because you have to leave yourself multiple options on Thanksgiving and Christmas now. Well, you got to get to Thanksgiving first, like okay. Christmas. If you're still alive on, on Christmas, you're going to have a whole nother set of problems. Like if you're the, alive that long, it's like week 17 or 18 or something. You're going to have to worry about, you know, hedging a house on different stuff. Like you're going to have different options. So if you want to start at Thanksgiving and work backwards, so you know which teams to save, that's fine. But I mean, if you were saving Dallas before yesterday, what are you saving them for? If you have the Colts, <laughs> you know, like, you got to survive and advance. The name of that documentary with Jim Valvano was Survive and Advance. You got to pick winners for eight weeks. Get me to week eight, now week nine, halfway point, then I can start mapping it out. I'm not saving the Ravens for week 16. Like, I ain't all know if I'm going to be alive in week 16. So I got to, I, I, it's a different mentality for me. I did it one time. I did a survivor and I picked the whole season through. It was on an ESPN league. I won like 300 bucks. Hmm. I know how hard it is. Oh, it's, it's almost impossible. It's literally almost impossible. Because one week that gets everybody. Week one, but 16, (laughs) 17, 18. I mean, week one cleaned out everyone because of the tie. I mean, the Colts make that kick. I mean, I couldn't imagine. That was a $1,000 loss for a lot of people with that Colts kick going left. What if the Saints would have lost? That would have knocked off probably another 2000 Or no, I think it was... Uh, another 700 or something, right? Yeah, Saints. And that list is too small. I can't read it. But I, th- I think it's 700 Yeah, it's, it's another six, 700 people. Yeah, we would have we, we been approaching 4,000 
teams being out or entries being out. I mean, right. you made, you said it when we were at Circa and I actually didn't agree with you, but now I 100% agree with you because you were right. You said, we're not getting to week 17 having to worry about who wins this thing, Matt. And I said, what? I go, we had in year one, year two, they said, yeah, that's not happening. That was fluky. They go, we'll, we'll know who wins this thing in the regular season easily. I was like, really? I think you're right now. I mean, look with at the, the field. Got chopped, in, got chopped in half after week one. With the Thanksgiving, the way it's set, and the Thanksgiving Day games, mm -hmm. like, go ahead and look at the Thanksgiving Day games right now. I will be very surprised if that doesn't take out the majority of people that are still left because they're going to have no options. You're going to have to right. take Detroit. Why Patriots? Yep. <laughs> yep. You're gonna, you're a lot's going to come down to that week. And yep. then after that, you're going to thin the herd even more. I'll be, I'll be very surprised if this year gets to the end. Yeah. I, I thought we would, but and they got more entries. Now. Correct. Right. People did. Well, not anymore. They bought back in until the game started. They allowed you to buy back in if you missed the Rams. Right. So, and the, but I mean, the, this is the year for the most entries. Like they had yeah. less than 6,100 entries. 6,133 is the official tally. That's the highest in, in its three years' existence. Yep. Mm -hmm. By ways. By a lot. The other years with less entries got to the end with multiple. Multiple people did this. Pick mm -hmm. the winner every week, all the way throughout. I think it's First a great year. gauge for our for our audience and for people that are watching us on Sports Grid and stuff. And if you are, hit the subscribe button right now on on our YouTube channel if you're watching it. But this is a great tool to use when you wake up or go to bed Saturday night or Sunday, as to how you might do your own picks mm. or entries and things like that. You can see like where the minefields might be. You, wow, look at that. There's a majority of these people are on this. Mm. Do I want to be on that? Yes. Do I want to be on that? No. You make your own decision. Doesn't mean because over half of the entries are on a team that they're going to lose. You know what? I'm going to do that because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that on the show. I'm going to make a pick every week. Dolphins were my pick yesterday. To win that was, in advance, yeah, win. that that was my. I I knew I was like Dolphins are beating the Patriots. Period. We'll do I'll it use, every Friday. I use the Dolphins. Yeah, let's do that. We'll, we'll, we'll that'll be fun. every Friday. So I cross off the Dolphins. So thirty-one teams left. So I'll see where okay. we go from there. But yeah. I, I I'll I'll pick a survivor every week. We'll have the brigade in with us on Friday. Yeah, Roll like call that. Friday will become Survivor Pick Friday as well. Okay, I like it. And yeah, we'll so cross off the Dolphins for me on that uh, for week one and. You know, I like that. So we'll see how how we, it's a great. I totally agree. It's a great exercise of just trying to get through what team gets upset and can you avoid ties because we only, almost had two yesterday. That's a, we almost had two, which would have knocked out four teams. Oh, I mean that's crazy. That's the thing about the tie. It not it knocks out both teams. Both if you pick up on either side, you're out. It, it, it's the one cataclysmic type of event in the NFL when it comes to a survivor pool that if you have picked either one, you're out. It, it's done. So it's, it's such an anomaly. Jimmy hmm. Jack in the chat, Jimmy Jack, KKKK, four K's in Jimmy Jack. Yeah, please DK, not three. <laughs> D, DK has 10,200-ish entries in yep. their survivor pool. Yeah. 8% picked the Niners and 8% picked 
picked the Bengals. It's interesting. I was given a free roll two years ago into the DraftKings version of the Circa Million. Mm-hmm. It never took off. It's really interesting. They didn't market it well. And Circa has done such a great job of marketing the millionaire that like the DraftKings, people are doing it, but I've, I've been told that like the free rolls into those tournaments are outrageous. <laughs> like the number of people who are given entries for a variety of reasons, either through media or yeah, through, because yeah, yeah. I was given a free entry. I was given yeah. two years ago. They gave me a free entry. Correct. And, but like it, all those, like that number is very, <laughs> got to be careful how many entries they have actually people paying in. Are we outing people right now? I'm not outing anybody. I'm just telling the truth. I I, I tell the truth. That's just, what we do. I just I just tell the truth. That's the right. truth was, two years ago, DraftKings gave me a free entry into one of their millionaire, one of their you know pick contests. And said, yes. Do you want a free entry? I said, sure, sure. And so I and I did it. And they like we talk about it on the show. I'm like, sure. And so they went in and I went and did that. And so that's that was free publicity for them. That's you know, so that number of like 10,000, I'm like. Yeah, you have 10,000 entries in here. Well, no, they might have 10,000 <laughs> entries with the multiple states, and it's a survivor contest. Way yeah, paid? more. I think, I think it's 10,000 paid. It, it could be, or it, if it's way easier to market this. A survivor pool? Yes. Yeah. It's way easier. Just pick one game. They, they had they the no an overlay. They had, and that year that I was in there, uh, DraftKings had an overlay, I think, of like three quarters of a million dollars. It was big. Listen, people, you weren't the only one that got the invitation. Of course not. I mean, hundreds of people got in. I knew that. A lot of people that I know. It it didn't go. I mean, that contest just never took off. It was weird. So it's, I mean, I think these contests are such an interesting loss leader for books that if I was running a book, I would be all in on this. I mean, I think people love this because here's the little dirty secret that I don't, I, I guess I could say this, but like you can put it on your credit card. Like this is like this is this is it's not gambling. It's not considered gambling. It's an entry into something. It's like buying a ticket to a movie. So like it's not category, it's not in the same category. So it's it's a brilliant thing. I'm not saying people should use their credit card to enter these things. I'm just saying you can do it. I'm just pointing it out that these are the things you can do. I mean, cause I entered no. with my, I used, I wanted the points on my credit card. So I used my credit card to get them to get the points when right. we entered into the circuit contest and do it every year and you just go ahead and just you pay off the credit card right away. But like, right. I, when the first time I learned that I'm like, wait, you can use like, yeah, it's not gambling. It's not considered the same thing. It's you're entering a contest. It's just a, a swipe of the card. And it's like, Oh man, I love that. How that they fixed that. How, you say it's this, and I say it's that. You say it's this, I say it's that. It's 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 gambling, but of course it is. But the it's the same thing when they used to do it offshore when it came to running credit cards, and like they're like, oh, you can use a credit card for this type of thing, but you can't use a credit card for gambling websites. So gambling websites just went ahead and had you like buy a T-shirt or something, and then you were able to go ahead and load your account. Oh, by the way, that T-shirt costs ten thousand dollars, whatever it is. So there's all sorts of ways around it. It's it's a very unique thing that I, if I was running a book, I would be all in on these football contests because I think you could really have a lot of people pay attention year round to your app. I mean, I got to load, I got to load. I have two different entries to my Circa app. I have my own personal gambling account and I've got my Circa million entry account. So I'm on their app constantly now. Mm. So. (laughs) 
I just, yeah. It's, it's making you uncomfortable? <laughs> no, 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 no. John from Iowa right now is uh, texting me. If I'm On the Iowa. show. Hello. And I said, can you go to YouTube and type <laughs> Bostonian versus the book? Because I'm going to talk about you right now. <laughs> I'm going to talk about John from Iowa. Say, hey, um. And he go. He just texts me. Oh, that's right. Oh. <laughs> Talk to you after the show, oh John. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. All right, Steelers and the Bengals play a game for the ages yesterday. I don't know what the hell. I've never Was seen it's this. a game for the ages. Yes, because I'm going to talk about this forever because I've never seen a long snapper injury cause two chip shot game winning field goals to not go down. And I'm so happy I didn't bet the Steelers under their win total because that was an L for the Steelers. That should have been a loss, not once, but twice, really three times because they won the game twice, in regulation. Twice. No, 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 no. Jamar Chase scored a touchdown. That was a game-winning <laughs> touchdown. Maybe. Okay. What do you mean, maybe? The NFL said this. They said it. Uh-uh. The NFL said it. If they had, if they had, by letter of the rule, if your foot hits the goal line, touchdown. You have possession of the ball and you step on, doesn't matter where the ball is. You step on the goal line. It doesn't matter where the ball is, the ball to break the plane. First, the ball breaks the plane. First, if your foot steps on the goal line, touchdown. If you have possession. If your foot steps on the goal line, but your ball, the ball I know where behind is behind. That's why you can run inside the pylon. The ball can be on your right side, on your right hand. You can run with your body here and your feet in the end zone. That's a touchdown. Doesn't matter where the ball is. Jamar Chase was in the end zone. That was a game winning touchdown. Game over. They won that game three different times, but they couldn't make two kicks. Felt bad for Mac Money, man. That kid—he's an unbelievable kicker, and he couldn't get a darn long snapper to get the ball back properly. Minka Fitzpatrick with a hell of a block in the first one, and then he kicked the laces like Ace Ace Ventura on the <laughs> second one, and then Doink off the upright. For the Steelers. And then finally, after all that chaos, I can't believe they punted. Can you believe that they put, I mean, I, I felt like Zach Taylor showed his inexperience and showed his, you know, showed his slip a little bit by doing that. I was, I was really mad about like, how do you punt on that? I was um, watching multiple games at that point. I was just literally. So it's, it, he had the ball. It was two, I, it was a minute 30 to go in overtime. Yeah. They, they get stopped. He can either go for it, try to keep possession. It goes fourth and four, keep possession. He punted it back to the Steelers. Steelers go down the field, game-winning 55-yard field goal. Yeah, but if he goes for it and misses it there, he basically loses the game, doesn't he? But punting, I thought, was losing the game too. I mean, his I defense mean, was gassed. They were exhausted. They'd been playing he for punts, hours. and they get a stop. He gets one more shot at a game-winning field goal. No, because I mean, punting was playing for a tie. He played for a tie by punt. They still had timeouts, I thought. No, no, no. Neither team had any timeouts. They're all burned up. It was all done. Everything was, I, it was, it was, it was, it was basically going to be the running. He tried to run the clock out basically. And then he, he just, he took the clock down all the way down to like a minute 40, whatever it was, and then punted. I was like, what are you doing giving the ball back? Like, why would you give the ball back? You have an offense that is one of the best, if not the best quarterback to wide receiver combo in the league. You just got to overtime by riding that same quarterback to wide receiver duo. Do it again. Yeah. Punting. Oh boy. White flag, Zach Taylor. Add that on the list of number of times why I cannot stand Zach Taylor. Do not 
include did not help Gave you the, put the Joe Burrow glasses on yeah. today because Steelers are one and zero and the Bengals they are one one and the game's a pick this weekend. We'll have a lot of fun on Patriots. Oh boy! But we yeah. lost the we we, we might have won the battle, but lost the war. What TJ Watt out? Um, he's out. He's out. Out. I mean, that's a serious peck injuries. His brother had it. JJ had it. Same thing. It's a bad injury. It's, it's bad period. It's a six, six months to a year injury for a torn oh, peck. Terrible news. It's a really tough, tough. Najee's out. Yeah. Like there's, there's a lot of things that Do you I mean, start because the report came out before the game that uh, Tomlin wants to sit him the whole year. Tomlin has to say what he has to say to keep the room at least right, right now. Okay. Appease the people upstairs to keep Mitch in um, until he doesn't have to anymore. So it's out of his hands. This is this is what you know he's doing. You can see what he's doing. He's got to back the guy he's got playing right now. Mitch played pretty good. I mean, he wasn't bad. So it's crazy because some Steeler fans that I that I know and talk to are like Mitch stinks. Blah, blah. Well, he does he won stink. the game. He does stink, but he played well. I mean, for his standards, I'm not putting him up to like Brady's standards, but to his own standards, what we expect out of Trubisky. I mean, we expect him to throw a pick on that last drive to be picked off and giving the Bengals a game winning pick six. That's what that's what that's typical Trubisky. That's what that's the bar for him. So he didn't do that. So that's good. So he led the team down the field and you know got got himself that. Game-winning field goal. So, I mean, it's a game-winning drive. That's he. You got to give him credit for that, right? I mean, whether you don't like him or not, it's still a game-winning drive. So, you know, it's. I, I think it's Oswell hit the upright. Doink. That's solid. is there a better sound in football when you're watching it than the doink? <laughs> the solid hit too. He didn't like graze the hard. He, hard. he hit that thing like a gong. It was awesome. It's, I mean, it's a great. Sound. It's one of the coolest, most unique sounds in all of sports. I mean, it the is. ringing of a post in hockey yep. game is tremendous. Yep. The 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 crack of a bat in baseball, awesome. Yeah. I think we've lost what it sounds like, but when you hit a perfect shot and that net swish sound when you hit a basketball shot like that, that crisp, like whatever. Yeah, that we've lost is. it a little bit only because of the 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 ways that it's uh it's enhanced by the microphones placed right so they, they've kind of toyed with it a bit much because it's we hear it all the time now because of how those microphones are right but yes you're right when it's perfect when it's completely like a swish oh no net high arcing shot that just yeah. in a tight net that goes right through and makes that sound yeah, yeah that's pretty it's, cool it's it's that's better than the squeak on a basketball court like you try to think of a sound when you hear basketball i mean the oh, squeak of know. the empty gym practice basketball i mean just because I, I played i played for so long that when you walk into a building there's no one it, it's just a team no one's there a coach a whistle in in sneakers squeaking it's it's really good it gets me and then yeah and then the football sound of the the, the goal post and <laughs> being hit by a it's kick a and that doing for it's a tuning fork <laughs> That's a good one. That's it a is. good one. It's, it's a, a tuning fork. That's what it is. Especially when it hits, when it hits that solid because the ball got affected by the wind, and Boswell's kick went from being end over end to going sideways. So it hit. <laughs> the wind yeah. made it look like a wiffle ball. Like yeah. a couple of those kicks. I mean, I mean, blaming on the long snapper, blaming on the kicking on the laces, whatever. But like a couple of those kicks were. 
like Cincinnati, the ball didn't even look right. Like it just went sideways. Yeah. And then hit. But Boswell is like an, he's almost, he looks like a golfer sometimes when he kicks it because he kicks it, it goes up and then it curves and then it topples over. (laughs) And I thought, oh, that's going to miss. Oh, no, that's going to make it. Oh, no. Doink. That hit the. The whole line thought it was good. Everybody had their hands up. They thought it was good. And then it just the last second, like just the whole sports book, the whole sports book at the Westgate thought it was good. Yeah. People were like, what? And you know, bang. the Bengals money line players oh, were overjoyed. Sorry. But yes. But just, yeah. Sorry. Just that's a brutal loss, man. That's a, that's a kick to the groin man that's a bad bad i had it i had it teased down to one i just need to win i basically had a money line on that bet but then i had it tied to the packers so it didn't really matter because bengals i mean which is worse who has a bigger worry this morning on a overreaction monday the patriots offense or the defense for the packers oh boy that's a pickup i i mean I was watching a lot of the Patriots and Dolphins game as much as I could. It was pretty damn boring. I'm not going to lie. I was on the side screen and it wasn't on the south, but I kept looking up, waiting for the Patriots to to do anything. I'm not just saying it because the show's called Bostonian versus the book, but I think it's the Patriots offense. What do you think? I think it's a push. I would be a little concerned because the Packers don't have a lot of money on that side of the football. So they got torched by historic le- and Justin Jefferson was open the entire day. Justin Jefferson is going to be open a lot on a lot of teams. He's really good. He is. But even he said after the game, I was stunned at how open I was. Like he, the Packers had no idea. That's all that. Is. I don't know. They had no idea how to guard him and no idea how to stop him. And the Patriots are going to play games. They lost 20 to seven. Like Patriots are going to, are going to play games like that. Like that game in the fourth quarter, even though it was not close, the scoreboard was. So that's the thing for the Patriots. They're going to be opportunistic. They're going to play, you know, 2017 type football games. And look, if Mac Jones is hurt, I don't know. Brian Hoyer looked better than Mac Jones did in the preseason. And everyone said that was just because of the offense. He had more familiarity with it or whatever. But I mean, Joe judge and Matt Patricia's offense, they looked good in the first half running the football. They looked horrific everywhere else. Right. Throwing second half protecting Mac. I mean, they just, I mean, they got him hurt. He had to go get x-rays on his back after the game. So we have to see what his status is coming up. They think he's going to be questionable all week. And we'll see on Thursday what the report comes out as to whether or not he's going to play or not on Sunday. But I mean, if Hoyer plays in this game, which is a possibility, as I said, the Patriots are a bet against in September. They'll be a bet on in October, but in September, they're going to beat the Steelers. I do. They're going to go one in three in the month. I think they go one in two in September. You still feel this way. They're going to go to Pittsburgh this week and win. Yeah. Yeah, oh, even more so now. This is fantastic. We're going to say this now all week. You sh- Hopefully by Friday, you'll see in the light when we do Roll Call Friday. But you're, you're, right you, now, Monday, the Patriots are winning that game. You are starting Mitchell Trubisky. Did you see our defense? With the best player gone? This is a problem. <laughs> With the best player on that defense gone? Damn it, that hurts. So, Things were looking so up. <laughs> I was so excited as I'm watching that defense. I'm like, oh, Steelers, man, that defense is going to keep us in games. Mitch, just don't turn the ball over. Najee run. Oh, Najee's hurt. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Not what? Oh, and then when 
when Watt was coming off the field and he was pointing, I was like, oh no, that's got to be his peck. I thought it was shoulder, but yeah, he 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 didn't. He just knew. He just that thing is hung. He knew. You can see on his face. You know yeah. how you know. Oh yeah, like when you really when you you know. I'm he went right up. to. He, he just walked right to the. He right. Don't stop. Pass go. I go into right, that tent. Yeah, he went right to the. Something something exploded in here. Oh. And I was like, season's over. And it Did you see that wrestler who had that happen on, on, with WWE while he was wrestling? So a, a torn pectoral muscle live. Bleed, bleeds yeah it bleeds out your whole peck turns purple like it's a nasty nasty injury and the guy happened on doing wwe it happened live so all those pictures came up like live look at tj watt it was his peck the guy you know purple because that's what it probably looked like after he took his shoulder pads off but like it's a serious really bad injury it's a you go have surgery pretty quick to go and repair it and then well, you're out for a while i I was on earlier with Irizarry, and Irizarry had this happen. He was lifting weights, and he tells the story. On the third rep up, he thought the bar fell on him. He was like, get it off me, get it off me. And the guy spotted him, just like lifted it up. And he's like, oh, my God, what the hell? Why did you let that drop? And he's like, I don't let anything drop. What are you talking about? He looked down, and he said he had like a hole in his chest. And he described the injury and how it happened. It's painful as hell. One of the worst. It's bad. It took him four months to be back to normal. And he's a regular dude. Like he was, he was worked out really hard. And he said he was trying to beat John Cena, oh. who, who, who that happened to, he was trying to beat his recovery time. That was how he got through it. Neat. Um, Tough to do, but neat. <laughs> I would say Watt will be back before the season's done, knowing him. But that doesn't September, help this week against the October, Patriots. November, December, January, February. No way. Damn it. No Want way. to come back. No way. Najee will be back in a month. He'll be out two to four weeks. It's nighttime in Pittsburgh behind me. It might as well be nighttime in Pittsburgh. For season. <laughs> what what is what is 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 done? Well, speaking of injuries, Dak Prescott's out six to eight weeks. Bust his thumb last night on Sunday Night Football. Don. Really, really p- pathetic performance by this Cowboys offense, with or without the injuries at wide receiver. Mike McCarthy should probably hire a realtor today. That's not nice. That's not nice. The you truth. control injuries. Sean Payton is going. So, um, can somebody please hide? Wait, where is wait, wait, Dallas? Yeah. Okay. So, like, wait, how close to the stadium can you get me for a house? Exactly. Like, I, 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 I need to be some of this. It's it's happening. Sean Payton is going to be clip this. Sean Payton on. Uh, let's see. April the first. Sean Payton is the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys before the draft. Yeah, by April first, Sean Payton. That—that's my over/under. By and I'm going under. That Sean Payton will be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys by April the first, 2023. Mike McCarthy, I don't think gets to Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. What do you mean? What do you think? I mean, maybe Cooper Rush can hold this thing together, turn this thing around. Maybe they can go 500 between now and. Thanksgiving. What are you talking about? You, do you think they're done, would, done? Done. If you're done, if you're done. the Forty ers done, and you watch Trey Lance throw up all over himself in the second half, it's a monsoon. Okay, so what? You watch that offense perform that pathetically bad. 
You had Jimmy G on the sidelines. You didn't go to him in that game. It's hard to throw in the rain. Okay. What do you do if Dallas calls this morning? Answer the phone. Do you say yes? Do you You answer to your arch rival, your rival of rivals? (laughs) This is there are there are Niner fans that would rather cut their pinky toe off than to help the Cowboys do anything. And you're going to give him a starting quarterback and potentially save their season. <laughs> you remember the Harlem Knights when she shot him in the pinky toe? That just made <laughs> me think. I shot me in, you shot me in my pinky toe. <laughs> they, um, they'd rather have that happen than to give Jimmy Garoppolo to the, to the Dallas Cowboys. But you might be able to get some good stuff for Jimmy G right now. Dallas got to be desperate if they thought they were. I mean, their season wins was 10 and a half with Dak. Won a division last year. They're supposed to win a division again this year. They're just going to go with Cooper Rush. Is that his name? Cooper Rush? Mm -hmm. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm saying. Cooper Cop is the wide receiver. Yeah. Cooper's a very popular name. That's, I got a, I got a nephew named Cooper. Um, It's very popular, but. Cooper Rush, Cooper Cup, Rush Cup, kicking the nuts, whatever we're talking about. A lot of things. Um, you got to answer the phone, and you certainly got to consider it. I don't know. The Niners now you're saying. The Niners have to consider it. Well, knowing what Trey Lance looked like, you're going to consider it? I wouldn't. I'd tell them to go fly a kite. I wouldn't answer the phone. I'd be like, yeah, no. If I'm Dallas and San Francisco's calling, I'm answering the phone. I'm Dallas. I'm calling every person from here to Germany. I'm calling every team that might have a quarterback. I'm desperate if I'm Dallas, but I'm not, if I'm the Niners, I'm the 49ers. I'm going, we're not so sure about Trey Lance. <laughs> like we're going to keep Jimmy G around. I don't know how much we learned about Trey Lance playing in the sloppiest field that I think I've seen in a while Gross. with brand new grass. They just planted brand new Bermuda grass and then it rains for two days straight or whatever it did. And it looked like a lake. They were playing on a lake and it didn't stop. I mean, there was a lot of rain going on. So I don't want to judge Trey Lance after that. Okay. But we'll know a little more about Trey Lance this week, right? They're eight and a half point favorites at home against Seattle, who we don't know what Seattle is until we see them tonight. Tonight. Man, that Trey under- Lance is supposed to have a good game against Seattle. If he don't have a good game against Seattle, we ain't trading Jimmy G if we're San Francisco. I mean, wow. we kept him for a reason, right? Look, Trey Lance is not a captain. Okay? The team votes on a captain. Trey Lance is not a captain. He a young not. kid. Mac Jones was a captain last year as a rookie. Belichick knows what he's doing. Think Belichick orchestrated the, the vote? Most teams are the ones that vote that, not coaches. Is it an open hand, open vote or close? I have no idea how that each team does it. I'm just saying that we've seen young quarterbacks given. I mean, Justin Fields is the captain of the Bears. Damn right. Trey Lance is not a captain. He's been there two years, not a captain of the 49ers. It's a concern. Has to be a concern. It's 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 a it's a fair concern. I don't I don't think it's anything bad. I mean, we don't know. So that's why you keep Jimmy G. I tell Dallas to go sit on it. Bye. I tell Dallas to give us everything. What's everything? What do you I mean, what are you gonna get? You, Mark, Micah Parsons? Like what what are you what are you gonna ask for for Jimmy Garoppolo? How many people are gonna call about Jimmy G all season? I don't know if many will, but 
the Cowboys would be, Cowboys are going to be without for two months plus. And when you break your thumb as a, as a quarterback, there's a whole rehab process. Uh, you know, it gets cold in December and November in the NFC East and you go playing against, against the giants and the Eagles and you can't grip the football. Forget it. I mean, you're out. Why even, I mean, you're out for longer than just eight weeks. Yeah. Your season, you're basically punting on the season and you might as well fire Mike McCarthy now and just, Tank for the oh, number you one. Don't pick. Fire all these people all the time for it. Don't fire. You don't have to fire nobody. Jerry yet. already fired him in the preseason. Oh, he did. Jeez. Jerry said, "I need a marked improvement in a playoff appearance." Is what he said <laughs> for him to keep his job. And everybody was like, "With that roster, oh yeah, okay, you're firing Mike McCarthy. It's pretty well clear what you're doing, Jerry. <laughs> you're basically sending this guy out to a firing squad." He's not going to survive this year. It was clear. I mean, and especially with him yeah. sitting there, you know, staring blankly with the rolled up play sheet, just like deer in headlights. And then roll, like, two, two claps or whatever he was doing every couple of times going like, <laughs> you do know you're down 19 to three, right? Like you you do know your offense is on absolutely nothing all night long. Unbelievable. <sighs> Couldn't catch the football. I mean, their defense played their asses off. They held Brady. I mean, Brady was in the red zone the entire damn night and couldn't score touchdowns. Yeah. It was that that was a designed cover and or victory for the Cowboys right there in their hands if their offense could have done anything. That's I was impressed with the Dallas defense from what I watched. I was oh, yeah. I gotta admit, like by the end of yesterday, mm-hmm. the beginning of the Bucks and Cowboys game did me in. I was like boring. Eh. I'm I'm done. Like I'm I'm just it was a very busy day. There was a lot of good things and crazy endings and all kinds of stuff that by the time I got to this and it didn't capture my attention right away. I was like, all right, I'm I'm not checked out, but I wasn't as engaged as I was earlier. So it's an interesting question. I I I think I think we'll see it pretty quickly as to what San Francisco is going to do. And I mean, if you're Jimmy G, are you pressing anybody to do anything? Are you good right where you're at? Yeah, I'm getting paid big money to hold a clipboard. I'm good. You might get tapped <laughs> on the shoulder next week, son. Get get your ass in that. there. Fine, but I, I'm I'm staying ready. But I also am very comfortable where I am because I mean, he has to love everybody squirming. Oh, so you wanted the kid? Okay. Oh, the kid's not good enough. You got to keep me and give me a new deal. Okay. Oh, I get to sit there and do nothing and get paid. I'm the highest paid backup in the league. Okay. I'll get my <laughs> turn. I'll just sit and wait and watch you guys all circle the drain. And then when it's come time to come get me, all right, I'll go play. <laughs> he took them to a Super right Bowl. He took them to a Super Bowl. All you Jimmy G haters, man. All you Niner fans. You guys have all these. It's amazing to me. The negativity around Garoppolo. I, I've never seen it. Agreed with it. He's just not Joe Montana, Jim uh, or, or Jerry Rice. He's not Tom Brady, but he's a really good, you know, he's a top at top 15 starting quarterback who can take you to where you need to go. Is he a game manager? Yes. Is there anything I mean, look, wrong with that? If he'll you never, he'll never live down the throw he missed in the Super Bowl. Okay. It's that's never, everybody right. will bring it up. You had a chance to win a championship. You overthrew the receiver and that's it. And that's all they remember. He'll never be a winner. He'll never take us to the, you know, he'll take us up to a point. 
but you're riding with a rookie quarterback who I don't think really can handle things at the moment. <laughs> North Dakota State to the NFL is a real big jump. Should he be going for two? That's that's I trust trying to who should go for things two? moving along. No, the Giants went for two and one. Oh well, this is an unbelievable. I I, 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 I this is my favorite conversation of of the day. So Brian Dabble is a first year head coach. First game ever on the road again up against the Titans. Scores trailing a touchdown, trailing the whole game. Whole game. Down the whole game, comes back down 13 nothing. They rally, they fight back 13 13. Good drive by Tannehill and the offense. They go up 20 to 13. Yes. Need to execute a drive to go down there and try to line is five, five and a half, pretty much the whole week. Yeah. Titans trying to play defense, but the Titans don't want to give up any big plays. So they play kind of a shell. Third down run, Daniel Jones doesn't get there. Fourth down run, Daniel Jones gets there. My over 21 and a half rushing prop. Check, <laughs> cash that on that run. I was like, Thanks for I was like, that's huge. So I got that. They go down and they score the touchdown. Saquon Barkley, who ran his ass off in that game, looked like looked good, old, didn't he? Looked at the old Saquon. He looked, I was impressed. Rookie or, or contract year for him. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he wants to go and play well. Yes. 20 to 19. They go for two. They go for they the score a touchdown. With Saquon. And then they go for two and say, hey, let's do this. They go for two and they get it. Yes. Which was remarkable because if they had gone and kicked the extra point, it's 20 to 20. Now, the missed kick that happened with the Titans getting the ball, 45 seconds. It's amazing how long 45 seconds is in the NFL. Damn. <laughs> you can really move the ball fast down the field. Oh. And then Randy Bullock. Yanks the kick left. So instead of a game-winning kick or a over, you know, win the game for the Titans and it goes to overtime, it's a losing kick and the Giants win the game yeah. because they went for two. Why don't more first-year head coaches do this? You have the longest of your leashes. Well, the Charger guy did it. He just did it every time, <laughs> right? Last year. He did it. He did it a lot. Yeah. Probably did it a little too much. And the Giants made it. So. I think in oh, New York, win or lose, Brian Dabble would have flown back to New York to a standing ovation from Giants fans. He won. He won the team. He won the room. And he won the fan base. Because they've stunk yes. for a long time. They've been bad for a while. And, you know, if you're, if you're going to do it, do it. Mm. And they did it, and it paid off. But you've got the biggest bankroll right now. I mean, like you talk about, like on a, on a poker table, right? You have more chips in front of you than you're ever going to have in a first year game one situation. Like no one's going to call in. for your head. Just go all in right there. It's like, hey, I can I can play with this because I've got a uh, I've got a chip count that lets me be aggressive. Let's be aggressive. Let's go crazy. Like Mike McCarthy does that. Mike McCarthy's not getting on the plane to go back to Dallas. <laughs> but if it's you know, Brian Dabble, go ahead, man. I think all first-year head coaches should recognize this and go, you know what? The risk-reward, the reward is so much greater because every back page in New York today is singing the praises of the Giants and the gutsy head coach and the call that he made that worked. Here comes the Giants. The Cowboys are dead. The Eagles didn't look good. Giants are winning the division. Everyone's like, go bet the Giants. 
They're going to win the East. There's a lot of preseason love for the Giants, rightly so. I mean, if everybody healthy, you saw Saquon look good, son. Like, Daniel Jones, don't turn up all over, son. And we're, right. We'd be okay. The defense is not bad. We'll find out more, you know, as we go forward. But I can tell you this. There was audible groans when Tennessee missed that kick. There was oh. a lot of people on Tennessee, Moneyline, Survivor, a lot of non-believers in the Giants, even plus the points. Um, but a we lot took, of we took the Giants in circa. Yeah, there was a they lot of rhombuses and parallelograms on the Giants too. Yeah, like it, it, it made perfect sense. It was just a good number. I mean, sometimes six, those well, fives, five and a half are good well, numbers. Six in the circuit was six. That's why we took it because yeah. we're like, all right, so there's money in the Giants coming in. Six is a good number. Take yeah. the plus the six. So we were covering either way, whether the kick got made or not, but. I love the call. I, I really did. Uh, we got Chris Andrews coming up here in a couple of seconds. So let's move quickly through a couple of uh, a couple yep. topics. Mahomes with five touchdowns, no picks against the Cardinals. How bad's Arizona? I mean, they, they look bad, bad, like really bad. Bad, bad. Yeah. Kendall, tell everybody what bad, bad is. This this hurt thing in the chat actually say Kendall better AKA better than Farrah. She's unbelievable. My eight year old is in the chat and she's taking shots. Kendall, AKA better than Farrah. Um, bad, bad. She wants your job, Maddie. Look out. <laughs> yeah, she don't know how to do all this stuff. <laughs> she's Farrah, please. You can train her. Kendall, that's Farrah. He's going to be your boss. <laughs> in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. No, if you want to come in board more than what you're doing now, you got to answer to Farrah. Um, no, I'll tell you what. Andy Reid with preparation. Dangerous. Filthy. He had all summer to get this right for Arizona. Arizona's been known as what? That fast starter that fades. Six and one last year, ATS. Yeah. I'd be worried if I had an Arizona season win over. Now, Kansas City's going to make teams look bad. Yes. But yikes. Look, it, it's interesting because I think our guys in Arizona, Sean and Doug at Props Arizona, are, are interesting because they will won Sean's Palma bet, which is his $2,000 bet, was the over in the game that cashed easily. Yes. But both Doug and Sean talked about the fact that the secondary, the inexperienced secondary for the Cardinals is a big, big problem for them. They're starting kids in that back end that have no idea what the hell that they're doing. And Andy Reid killed them. They were coming lost. to Vegas this week. Yeah, that's why. Ever that's why Doug and Sean, Doug and Sean, Sean are. I mean, I've been talking to both of them, but they're like team total Raiders over Devontae Adams props over. Like the Raiders are going to put up a monster number against the Cardinals this weekend. Totals fifty one and a half over. I mean, how is that not over? Yeah, it's it's better bet that over. All I mean, all this is going to be an offensive because the Raiders' offense is not very good. Raiders' defense is not very good, so you're going to Cardinals are going to get right offensively against the Raiders, but the Raiders are going to score at will. <laughs> I mean, Devontae Adams is unbelievable. I, I watched the entire freaking game, and I was like, this guy, he, the touchdown catch he made, like we'll go to Derek Carr. He throws three picks in this game. Derek Carr, they lose to the Chargers because of Derek Carr, but Devontae Adams is. Just stupid to watch in a Raider. And I think I got lulled into the, well, it's partly Aaron Rodgers thing. No, man, 
Adams is a different, he's a different human being. He's a different athlete on the field. They can't guard him. He's unguardable in the NFL. Or you have to, I mean, you got to really put multiple people on him. They like were, you, they were doubling him. They still couldn't guard him. Still, yeah. It's, it's, did you see number nine drop the pass for, for the Packers? Rogers dropped back. And oh. Did you see him? I mean, he laid that thing up there. It was right here. And he's number nine. I don't even know his name. No, he dropped Aaron. that ball. Aaron doesn't either. <laughs> Rogers looked up at his sky like, where's Devontae? Yep. That's like, six. And then you watch the Raiders game against the Chargers, which was a pretty good football game. And you go, you go, yeah, this Raiders offense is gonna look pretty good. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna score some points on this side of the ball. Just don't throw picks, man. Derek Carr. Picks are picks. Can't, you got picks. Picks are picks. I mean, he throws the one thing about Derek Carr, everyone says he throws a great deep ball because it's a very yeah. catchable deep ball. Yes. It's also a balloon. It's a lollipop. Let's the lollipop. secondary run. The secondary runs down underneath, underneath it and picks it off. Yeah. It's part of the problem. You got to get some energy because Adams can catch anything. It doesn't matter what the hell you throw at him. Right. He can catch anything. And he did catch everything yesterday. I mean, six and a half was his reception total. He blew through that. He's going to get targeted 10 to 15 times every, every single game. game. Every, every game. game. Every game. It's just going to be like, where is Devontae Adams? Okay, there he is. There he is. It's like, and I don't blame Carr for doing it. It is going to really impact Waller. And it's going to really impact Redfro. I mean, really. Let's ask Chris. Because Chris is, um, you know, in charge of the book at the South Point, which is like a local joint. If there's mm-hmm. a real home team kind of feel as far as betting goes at a place like that when he comes on here, we'll ask yeah. him that. Just let us know when we can bring him on fair because he, we seem he's all set. All right, let's bring on our friend Chris Andrews from the South Point. Very busy, fun weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Chris, guy. Matt and Dave, how are you, my friend? Oh, in the Steelers shirt, he comes on representing the home city. Mommy, you think I'm gonna wear a Mariners shirt or whatever this other guy's wearing? Come on. <laughs> Listen, sometimes I gotta try to remain neutral, Chrissy, because <laughs> you know, and I don't got no, I don't got no Seahawks stuff, but I know you're rooting for the Seahawks to cover tonight, and I'm a book guy on the show. I'm rooting for the Seahawks to cover tonight, you know, for the for the gentlemen. Listen, tell everybody how was the action this weekend? I was down at South Point. I popped in later Saturday. Was packed i came i didn't even know the hot dog thing closed but it was after five o'clock so the hot dog thing was place was closed but there was a lot of dogs at one on saturday let alone with what look at the smile he smiled like a cheshire cat how was the weekend chris uh weekend was fantastic uh handle was really good both days um i i after saturday i wasn't sure sunday's handle was going to top it but it did so uh, handle was terrific both days. You know, it is sometimes, Dave, when you, you win big on, on a day, like we did Saturday, uh, sometimes that hurts your handle a little bit on Sunday, you know, but, but it didn't. We had a, a fantastic Sunday handle-wise and, of course, win-wise. Um, you, know, no, you, know, you know, every bookmaker, you have to check off on, on your application. Are, are you a whiner? Yes. Okay, you could be a bookmaker. No whining this week, though. You know, we, we, uh, you know, we, we had a real good weekend. The Alabama decision on Saturday compared to an NFL decision. How big was Texas covering for you guys? Um, well, compared to an NFL decision, you know, maybe 
something like that. You know, I mean, there's so many games on Saturday. You know, Bama, was, that was certainly, you know, one of the big ones. Notre Dame was a huge one. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I'd have to go back and start looking through my list. But we had a lot of really good decisions. But, you know, it is. You have so many games. And, you know, we didn't win every one of them. But we, we certainly won more than our share. That's for sure. So, you know, Saturday, very good. Sunday, pretty good. I popped in and I picked up one of these, Chris. This is a reverse teaser card from the joint, which I absolutely love to look at and do. And I remember I didn't even know what that was until you started doing them at the Nugget the year that I started working here in Vegas. That's back in 2004, man. We're getting old. But talk about the parlay cards. And like, because I took a picture and posted it on Twitter of all of those parlay cards and how big of a part of the business at least in september that is for you well it's huge and you know i don't know how much you've been following it dave but we are having issues as far as a stadium may state our computer system may go away and that we're looking at some new systems and a lot of the european models they don't have parlay cards and michael god has told them right away if you don't have parlay cards it's a non-starter you know it's a big big deal for us and, uh, you know, that, that reverse teaser, I actually started that up in Reno when I was at Calneva, called it the pleaser card. And, uh, you know, another <laughs> kids take note. I was, I was an owner of the company, so I had the, the company copyright that name. I should have copyrighted it on my own. Uh, but nonetheless, I've been doing it for a long time. But parlay cards, a huge part of the business, certainly among the locals. And, uh, you know, Michael gone, we, we certainly, cater to the locals and a lot of guys they like that card and you know the thing is the odds pay a little better on the card um you know you are locked into the number uh but it does save a hell of a lot of labor you know guy comes in he's got his cards boom 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 just get them right through and you know rather than guy on the board uh, give me 101 103 oh. oh wait did i say 103 i meant 104 uh you know <laughs> So, I mean, it just saves a ton of labor really and helps, you know, filter the customers through much, much quicker. Chris, I have to ask you this because Dave and I were texting this morning about something that happened. I'll leave the book nameless, but there is a book that's refunding or, 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 or sorry, grading the Cowboys season win total at 10 and a half under as hitting. They're grading it as a winner for the Dak Prescott injury. And I asked Dave, if I'm someone with the over, and the Cowboys don't get there. Are we making people angry? Are, are, are we doing a disservice to the entire industry when we have certain books deciding to grade something after game one and the Cowboys could trade for Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody else and go and win 11 games? I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it could happen. That we're grading season win totals after one injury. And then you pay everybody, by the way. If that goes over, you're paying the over bets are good. And you're paying the unders today, but go ahead, Chris. Answer the question. I, you know, I just think that's bad for the industry. I mean, there's, Thank you. you know, the Thank way you. this has always been, and you know, Matt, I don't know you well. I know Dave's been around a long time. You know, I mean, there's integrity in this industry. I mean, everything's like your word. And you know, I mean, a lot of us, you know, growing up, you didn't have a gaming commission to go to or anything like that. You know, you made a bet with a bookmaker. If you lost, you paid. If you won, you got paid. And you know, there's there's so much. I love to say bullshit. I hope so. Absolutely. You can say whatever the hell you want, Christopher. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of bullshit in the industry right now, and I don't like it. I I really don't. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, 
I'm a lot older than you guys. I'm 66 years old. I grew up in this business when, you know, your word was your bond, and, and it was, you know, uh, you know, it, it, there was it, there was an honor to to this business. And now I just see all this shit going on, and, and I really don't like it at all. Listen, you know, when I, I did some work when uh, when I was with Kelmeve and, and William Hill was buying them, and they wanted to create an algorithm for for like what happens on a when a quarterback goes out, you know, starting quarterback. Yeah, I said hey, you can't come up with just a solid number. Now, I'll tell you what year it was, so you can kind of backtrack. I said when Tom Brady went out for the the Patriots, they won Matt 11 Castle. games. Matt yeah, Castle, Matt Castle, yep. exactly. You know, the greatest quarter. They won eleven games. Peyton Manning went out for the Colts. They won two games. <laughs> two. So these are our two greatest quarterbacks of that era, with, without a question. And what's the difference? I said, if you can come up with a number to describe that, you're a better man than me because I sure as hell can't do it. You know, so it, 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 there's just there's just so many things. Now, yeah, you, you mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, what's the kid from Baltimore? Um, Hundley? Is that the kid from Baltimore? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I heard they might try to get him. You know, I, I think Baltimore would be nuts to try to trade him. But, you know, they're, I don't think they're just going to sit on Cooper Rush as their quarterback. They're going to try to do something. Uh, and who knows what this thing turns out. If they win, they win. If they lose, they lose. But I don't like that grading after one game. I, that's just, that's, you know, it's just stupid. It's a marketing ploy, Chris. Yeah. And, it, it, and you know and I know how much money is really at stake on the season wins on the Dallas Cowboys. It ain't right. that much. They're getting free advertising from every pop place in the world talking about, oh, we're paying this under today. It ain't that much money. Plus, they get the money back in the system, which is kind of taking advantage of customers as well. But that's a whole different story. Matt and I were texting last week on Thursday, I believe it was. And you go and you move the Rams and the Bills to three. And it lasted 12 minutes and you went back to two and a half. And you put out a great tweet that I said, that said, I'd rather be first than last. And I said, I want to put that shit on a t-shirt, but explain why you would rather be first than last on a thing that only you do. You still are holding true to on three. You're never going to have that juice be minus 120 or 115 or anything. So explain why you want to be first rather than last, other than it's better to be first than last. Well, I, you know, I think that it's one of those things where, like, when you're first, guys jump in. You know, they especially on a three. I, they think it's the last three they're ever going to see in their life. You know, so they jump in on three or seven or, you know, those, those numbers in particular. But a lot of times we're going to get there anyway. Now, we didn't get there on the Bills game. We did. As a matter of fact, all the late money was on the Rams. Um, so that wound up really good for us. But, you know, we were flooded with Bill's money. Uh, you know, I opened the game back in, you know, May or whenever the hell I opened it. I opened the Rams a one-point favorite. I mean, it was nothing but Bill's. Now, of course, like I said, that last hour, it all came back in on the Rams. But, you know, listen, I'm, you know, I'm like everybody else in the world. I, I see this Bill's team. They're really, really good. Ooh. They're at the top of my uh, power ratings right now. Kansas yes. City's making it a little bit of a play too but you know i i didn't mind uh you know money came in on the rams you know god bless i'm gonna need the bills you know i'm okay with that but you have three and, and let's not forget dave you know and matt if it comes three it's a push it's like you never took the bet you know what i mean what's I wrong with that 
Yeah, I mean, you know, okay, the game comes through. Oh, you got killed. No, we didn't get killed. It's like we never took the bet in the first place. That's all. We give the money back, you know. But a lot of guys just don't understand that. But I do like to be first because, like I said, and this didn't come to fruition in that game, but a lot of times if I am first to go to a number, you know, not that I'm the leader of anything. I just am going by the action. You know, but we're also going to get that same action too eventually. So if I go first and I get some play back the other way, you know, maybe in an hour, everybody's there. Now, all of a sudden, it doesn't look so great. Who's going to come to my store to bet it? You know what I mean? So mm. uh, so that's why I'd rather be first than last. If you think you're going to need it anyway, you know, go ahead and go, man. You know, I did it last night with the Seattle game. Uh, I was the first to go to seven. And, uh, you know, some guy come in, he bet me, you know, 20000 plus a seven, you know, and you know, I moved it back. But like I said, if a game comes seven, it's like we never took the bet in the first place. But I... I don't know if we're going to get back there or not, but I can tell you right now, Dave, you know, I'm, I'm going to need Seattle in this game, whether, whether it comes seven or not, I'm going to need Seattle. So I'm glad that yeah, a guy bet me the 20,000 plus the seven. And I, you know, God bless. Him. I hope he wins the bet. Chris, normally ESPN and the NFL have gotten together to do two Monday night football games on this night. We only have one next week though. We have two from a bookmaker perspective, we all know why Monday Night Football became a reality. It's the get right game. But for you guys behind the counter, do you like one or would you rather have two games on Monday night? Oh, I'd rather have two. Yeah, yeah. I'd like two. Look at his sure. smile. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave, we work together. You know the way it is, man. We've been together for a long time. That's now. right. Of course, I'd like to have two. You sure? I, I wish there was two every night. <laughs> It'd be great. Well, it gives you some maneuverability. So we got a couple good games next week. You know, Buffalo's yeah. playing. That always going to bring out a lot of lot of business. A uh, big number, but uh, you know, still brings out a lot of business. Um. All right, last one for me before we let you go. Um, you know, forget about next Monday night. Next Sunday, Patriots are playing the Steelers, Chris. And I didn't see exactly what you opened up the game, but, you know, the Steelers suffered some injuries yesterday. I told Matt back in the summer that there's no way in hell that New England is going to Pittsburgh and winning in week two, all things being considered. That was before TJ tore his peck. (laughs) Najee messed up his foot. And Mitch did what Mitch did. And somehow – Boswell hit the upright, and all those crazy things happens, and yet the Steelers are 1-0, and and the Patriots are 0-1. Now I get up Monday, and I look at the line, and it's pick. Chris, who's winning on Sunday, the Patriots or the Steelers? Well, you know, I mean, you got to go with Pittsburgh here. I mean, first Thank a couple you. things involved. Number one. Thank you. Um Well, the TJ one, and, you know, I was on Gil's show this morning. I said there's, there's three players, three defenders in the league that I would allow me to influence the number. T.J. Watt, uh, Micah Parsons, and Aaron Donald, those three. I mean, nobody else would affect the number. Might affect your handicapping or the winner of the game, but me as a bookmaker. But there's T.J. And, you know, I mean, listen, of course we know how important quarterbacks are. But, you know, last year when T.J. was 100%, which he was only 100% in nine games, Steelers won every one of those nine games. They won. I'm not sure they covered, but they won every one of those. He's that important to the team. Uh, the Najee Harris thing, I mean, I think this kid was, you know, you know, worried about the offensive line, of course. But I think he's a really good running back, you know, maybe close to the level of Le'Veon Bell. Close. 
uh, that's a big injury too. And I think Trubisky played okay. Now let's look at the other side of the equation, though. Let's let's do that, please. Something is wrong with this New England team, you know. And uh, you know, I mean, we we regard Belichick as this god, um, you know, for the last twenty years, probably deservedly so. But all of a sudden, what was it? You know, uh, I know you guys have educations. Dave went to Penn State. He's probably you know should be in the Ivy League somewhere. <laughs> but uh, you know, Captain Cook went to he, Captain Cook went to. Um, uh, I think it was Hawaii or one of the uh, one of the Pacific Islands. Told everybody he was God. Oh, they believed him. All of a sudden, God <laughs> got a cold. Wait a second, how God get a cold? Oh, what happened? They killed him. So anyway, I mean, Belichick's like the Captain Cook right now. All of a sudden, he lost Brady. We're figuring out, you know, maybe he's not God. Uh, maybe maybe it was Brady. Uh, but I think this team has some real problems. Uh, Jones hurt his back. I think he's going to be okay, but he hurt his back. His QBR yesterday was like 15, something like that. And that's yeah. QBR, for anybody who doesn't know, that's scaled from 1 to 100. 15 is bad. Um, bad, bad. They don't, yeah, that's bad. Uh, they don't have a lot of talent on that team. You know, I mean, I don't know. They're going into Pittsburgh and winning this game. You know, I opened the pick, but I thought I'm ready. If I, you know, only I, I opened the pick because I saw a lot of New England won. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to stay on that end of the market. So, I mean, I definitely don't want to, I don't want to take Steeler money. I hope I take in some New England money. By the way, he did mention the Matt Castle year, so God did do thing without Brady. So you we, we, to bring it full circle. This so, is from a UMass grad. He just, went to just, UMass. Just, let, did, did, just to bring it UMass. all in full circle. We we were talking about how great you know Matt Castle going with winning eleven yeah. games. So yeah. you know yeah. that God did yeah, do something without Brady. Hey, Chris went to Pitt. You know you know that right. <laughs> Chris went to Pitt. Chris wrote two books. People. Chris, tell the people the name of your books, please, real quick. We got people in our chat saying, hey, I read this guy's two books. He's a writer. He's not just a bookmaker. What's the name of the two books before Matt asks you the final question? First one is Then One Day, and I think most people would like that. The next one is Then One Year, which uh, I, I, you know, like, you know, men plan and God laughs. Well, I had a plan for that book, and then all of a sudden we got hit with COVID. So the whole thing was different, but Nonetheless, especially guys in our business, and I talked to a lot of guys in our business, they like the second book better because it kind of goes through what a bookmaker does on a daily basis and, you know, how right. we sweat and how I had some disagreements with the owner, and even, even though I love Michael Glenn. But, we, you know, I mean, it's like a marriage, you know. I mean, sometimes you just disagree. Uh, and kind of like sure. a marriage, he gets his way every time, just like our wives do. You know, but, uh, uh, you know, a lot of guys like that second book a lot better than the first one. Anyway, hey, listen, get them both. What the hell? I mean, you know, how many good books are there about our business? Uh, oh, these right. are two of them. Yeah. That's it. Creighton, Creighton people are always good people, man. They're, they're, they're always good people. Uh, last question. The Raiders at home this weekend, this is going to be, I went to one of the preseason games. It feels like now we're fully out of COVID. We're actually turning into an NFL team. Cardinals coming to town. So a regional fan base that can travel up and hit your book. What are you guys expecting to see out of a handle this coming weekend for the Raiders and the Cardinals? Well, I'll tell you, I got a lot of play on the Cardinals in the off season for season wins. Uh, win the Super Bowl. I know Jimmy posted a couple tickets last week. Win the Super Bowl, win the division. Like I said, season wins, all that kind of stuff. A lot of Arizona money. I didn't mind taking that. I don't think Arizona is very good, you know. And I, you know, Kyler Murray and Matt, you'll probably appreciate this. I was on Gil's show this morning. The Kyler Murray, he's going to have the best highlight reel in the NFL. 
that mean he's going to win a lot of games? I said, what's Tom Brady's highlight reel look like? You know what it looks like? Him lifting the Lombardi trophy. That's what his highlight reel is. You know, I mean, that's what it is. He's not, you know, going to dazzle you. He just executes the offense, scores touchdowns, and wins games and wins Super Bowls. That's not going to happen with Kyler Murray. He's going to be fantastic at times, and they might win this game. I don't know. But I kind of like the Raiders in this one. I know the game opened like three. Yep. Uh, my power ratings had it five. I opened four and a half. But that's another one. I want to stay on the high end of this one. Um, I, you know, I like this Raider team. They certainly have some problems, no doubt about it. Um, you know, but, but I like this Raider team, and, and I don't like the Arizona team. You better get to work if you're working today because it's moving right now as we speak. It's five everywhere, but you're still five. But it's five and a half and moving right now. I'm looking at the screen just to let you know. Well, thank you. I'm going to make a phone call as soon as I get on this, this thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I was in this morning. I, I had to go. I had to go to the international market. We're, we're out of Greek honey, Dave, and I never. I've never lived in a house without Greek honey or Greek olive oil. I had to go stock up. You have to, life to, even during through, football you know? season. Let the bookmakers live a life too. Even during football. Chrissy, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate you coming on. We'll do it again soon, right? Great. Hey, Dave, show up before we close our. I'll work on it. Sorry, Chris. I'll be I'll be there earlier Saturday. Thank you, sir. He is Chris Andrews at Andrews Sports. You too, sir. That's Chris Andrews from the South Point joining us here on the Boston versus the book. I love that man. If if you haven't gone, by the way, this is something for you guys who are out of towners who might not. You know, you know, there's a lot of play about the north side. Like, go to downtown Vegas, and absolutely, downtown Vegas is phenomenal. And there's a million things to go down. Obviously, there's a big book down there that we talk about all the time. But on the other end of the strip is the South Point, and the hot dog cart is like going to the masters and you get the cheese sandwich for $2. It's a dollar 25. It's a buck 25 for a dog. It stayed that price. It's always going to be that price. Michael Gon's going to keep that price forever. It's never changing. It's a big deal. The line was stupid yesterday. <laughs> I saw someone posted a picture saying, this is not a line to place a bet. This is a line to eat a hot dog. <laughs> and it was so long. It's like 30 people deep waiting to get their dogs. They got three toppings, or no, four. Only need one. There's ketchup, mustard, they squirt on. And then there's onions, relish, or sauerkraut. That's it. And you can get up to three. (laughs) You can't get more than three. I love that. (laughs) You can't get more than three, but you can't get one, especially if you wait in line. Because if you get up there and you smell it, the waft, and you know, but it's genius. A dollar 25. Leave the 75 cents if you get one. Yes. Just two bucket. Yep. That's it. And if you get two, leave, you know, leave four. Just pay for it. <laughs> that person's selling those hot dogs. We asked Chris in the summer, how many hot dogs do you sell in a day? We can ask him after week one of the NFL season, how many hot dogs? It's a lot of money. It's a must. You got to go buy. You have to check it out. If you're, you're in town, take an Uber, take a cab, whatever, get in your rental car and head on down and check it out because it's it's 100%, 100% worth it. Is that north of town or south? I always get my confusion. South. It is south. That's, that's right. You're not yeah. good at the math and you're not oh, good I'm at awesome. geography. No, 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 no. Wrong. I am phenomenal at directions. I am phenomenal at geography. At directions, that, but you don't know north, south, east, and west. Just because it's weird. It's 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 strange the way that it is because it's twisted and turned around because we're not posted in the right direction. <laughs> it, it's all weird. I'm on a weird part of the country. I'm not from here. My In terms of like north and south, it's like everyone's like the South outlets, which are the South outlets. 
The strip runs north and south. If you head north towards Utah, you're running north. That's where no, the that's north like, outlets are. You go north. If on. you're going you go south towards California, in order to go to how I go to California, is I go by the north outlets. I go that. I go north to go to California. From where you live, you're going south to get to the north outlets. Okay. And then you're going south, south. <laughs> Think of what you're California. going south to get to the north outlets. It doesn't make any sense. They're the, they're That's the why north I get outlets. Around. They're on the north outlets. Correct. They're going are south two. to go north. It doesn't make any it's, it, it's That's why I get confused. It's why I have, it's like who's on first. It's difficult to know this. That's why I'm just saying, it's why I got confused. I want to make sure I was saying it correctly. So I'll just double checking it while I was getting it right. Love this show. Uh, <laughs> College football over the weekend. If you bet a favorite, you got kicked in the groin hard. Stop saying groin. It's nuts or balls. That's I'm trying the, to keep it clean. For, I'm trying to keep Ferris' life easy, but not. Oh. I have to counteract your your eight swears every single hour. I'm trying, I'm trying to, to keep it down. I'm trying to keep it down. <laughs> I see the emails every day. Ferris got a laundry list of here's all the Dave swears. So I'm oh. trying to help out our friend by keeping it PG. It's Hashtag on, on Ferris. Job is Ferris working, keeping his workload a little bit light, light uh, as we go through. Right. So basically, every favorite didn't cover, and some of them lost outright. I mean, how in the hell did Texas A&M lose to App State? How did Marshall go to Notre Dame and beat Notre Dame outright? Nebraska lost to Georgia Southern. The Sun Belt went three and zero in bye games. You just buried the lead, Nebraska. We'll get, to that second. we'll get to that in a second. Yes. Oh, okay, 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 go ahead. I think Marshall winning at Notre Dame was more stunning to me than Nebraska losing to Georgia Southern. Nebraska sucks. We know they suck. But Georgia Southern, I mean, look, okay. I mean, I've seen Nebraska lose to, to worse teams than Georgia Southern. Marshall going to Notre Dame and winning in South Bend? Are you kidding me? They were 20 and a half point favorites at home. They lost outright. Bama was 20 and a half on the road, and they won by one. But that was a road favorite. The Irish were at home. That sometimes, was in front of the alumni. Sometimes the numbers aren't so good, especially <laughs> in September. Whoever's responsible for that Notre Dame number. Whew. I mean, can you imagine if we'd have just made that 17 and when everyone else was at 20 and we could have written all the business in the world at 17? 12 and a half, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, Alabama all lost. The entire board, every bet on the favorite lost dating back to last April <laughs> when they started to take Alabama, Texas money. I bet it in July. I lost. I mean, look, it's just, you see, you see why Chris is out on a Monday afternoon yeah. going to get Greek butter. He's excited. <laughs> He's in a good mood. Can you imagine they won? It's the double zero on the roulette wheel. Every number you had, if you beat the CLV on the Alabama game, how you feeling today? There were, it was, it was, there were two numbers I didn't get. I didn't get 12 and a half. I didn't get 13 and a half. I had 14 and a half. Good number. How's Yay. that good number pay today? Yay. Kindling in a fire. <laughs> that's what that ticket is worth. It's brutal. And that's what I mean. It's important to get the best number. I'm not ever saying that. And for all the people that are watching the show and pretending like you're not, or you're watching the show and using it to do your own show and talking about how important CLV is. It is important to get the best number, but it's not an excuse when you lose. Right. You can't say, oh, I had a good number. I still had the right side. There is not one goddamn second where Alabama minus whatever was the right side of that game. Texas brought it. They told the band stay home. 
They said, we're here. Come on in. Let's play. They should have won that game. Texas got got to feel like they let one go, right? 100%. And Alabama has wide receiver problems. Big. that's a wake up call though. Like that's that, that, that they, they woke up a sleeping giant. I don't know if they have answers for, you know, their problems like that, but like Alabama, I, I, if Bryce Young is not, if Bryce, if Bryce Young is not a generational talent at the quarterback spot, they lose that game a hundred out of a hundred times. No question. No question. Generational talent. He's an, I mean, the touchdown awesome. throw that he threw where he was running to his left, flipped his hips, threw it sidearm across his body on the money in between two defenders. Like that's just, you can't teach that. That's just ridiculous stuff. He could win the Heisman again off that performance with Texas. He's the favorite, in my opinion, right yeah, now. He should be because he should, he he should win the game. Be, right? Yeah. I mean, just he, without him, Alabama is one in one. And there's no debate in my mind that Bryce Young is the only reason why Alabama won that game at Texas. It was a hell of I mean it was a hell of a game. It was a hell of an ending. It was it was gotta feel you know, for the, for the and like the Bama kids were doing the horns down. They should have been doing horns up, peace out, good Thank game, you. see you later, and yeah. run. Run. Yes, take the money and run. You just run off yeah, the you field. very, very lucky to come out of there with a W. You should have lost. Speaking and of taking didn't... the money and running, though, this was the other SEC game. App State got 1.5 million to show up. Take the bag and see you later, Texas A&M. See you, Jimbo. Three teams from the Sun Belt did that. Three teams did that. Sun Belt, Fun Belt, the boys in the chat are saying OTG bets. Hello. Three of them. Three teams got paid to go on the road and beat the team they were playing. Big bags, and they took the money, and they beat them. Oh, it's just stunning when that happens, in particular because – Jimbo Fisher's contract buyout is now being talked about loudly. I mean, how'd you like to be the state of Texas? Okay. Here's what happened in the state of Texas. Baylor go, goes, should have won at BYU. Is that game the, still being played? Because I mean, I was up watching the texting, uh, tweeting, and the boys in the brigade were out. How do you people that live in the East coast stay up and watch these games? It was late for us. 2 a.m. It was late for us. 11. It was 2 a.m. I had brigade members telling me to go to bed. (laughs) People were tweeting at you to go to bed. They were tweeting at me to tell you to go to bed. I said, he's a grown ass man. He's going to go to bed when he wants, but you were sweating the hell out of that game. And I lost because I just need BYU to make that kick. And then I would have had plus three. I would have pushed. It would have been fine. Or needed Baylor to win the game. And they had multiple times to win the game. Baylor should have won that game. They, they, you know, they lose that game. So Baylor loses on the road at BYU. That was a brutal loss for them in overtime. A&M loses. They were dogs in the game. They were dogs. Yes, but they could have won it. I think they should have won it. Baylor loses. A&M loses at home to Appalachian state and Texas loses a heartbreaker to Alabama, three major universities and Houston lost at Texas tech, all four major institutions for the state of Texas all lost on Saturday. Oh, and then, and then they got Sunday with the Cowboys. Um, Cowboys got that and a tie for the Texans might've been. So, so there's your the highlight. Win. Yeah. Your highlight of the whole football weekend for Texas was Houston tying the Colts. Don't forget university, Texas, San Antonio. They won outright at army. So that was a big win for somebody in Texas somewhere, but you know, Hey, 
I, I was trying to find something. I'm trying. There's, listen, it's Astros season their, in Houston. Their nickname is the Roadrunners. Okay, Damn right. It is. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Texas San Antonio being a big win when it's UTSA and everyone goes, "Where the hell is that?" <laughs> no game day is going. They were going somewhere else before. Okay. They're going to Boone, North Carolina. They're going to App State versus who are they playing? App State. Does why it they matter who they're playing at home? Yes. That's where game day's going. But why? They've gone there before. This is the first time. No, game day went to Boone before. Uh, I was watching when they announced it and said it's the first time they've gone to Boone. Huh. Game day. But I, I could be they- wrong. I thought they'd gone to Boone before when App State was doing was was ranked. Uh, and App State had a really had a really big non conference. They're playing Troy, by the oh, way. Gosh, what are they? That's how bad the week is. Goodness gracious. Can gracious. you imagine if they App were going State, to Oklahoma? They were probably going to go to Oklahoma, Nebraska, is where they probably were going. That's where they were going to go, yeah. but plans have changed. Well, let's go to that next. The reason why plans have changed is that Scott Frost has been fired as the head coach of Nebraska. They could <laughs> not hold their water. For two and a half more weeks to save $7.5 million, this buyout would have been cut in half on October the 1st. <laughs> but they couldn't stomach Scott so Frost. Half of what? $7 million is $3.5 million? No, $15 million he got. It's $7.5 million that he would have they would have saved if they'd waited until October the 1st. The buyout gets cut in half. And they couldn't wait two and a half more weeks. They said, get them the hell out of our town. Quarterback championship, quarterback or not, get up, get your crap, and get in the car. Good night. Goodbye. We lost at home to Georgia Southern. That was some millionaire picked up the phone to Trev Alberts and said, either you're getting fired or he's getting fired today. Pick which one you want, Trev. Make the call. Lost at home to Georgia Southern, bro. It's the lowest Bama has been. Sorry, it's the lowest Nebraska has been since I covered them with Bo Cal with Bill Callahan and Steve Peterson. We're going back to 2000. I went to Nebraska in 2004, and I was there in 2009. This is now the lowest the program has been since the last time I saw a coach get into the back of a car in the middle in the, in the first thing in the morning was when Bill Callahan got fired. Saw Scott Frost get in the back, the back of the truck and get driven away yesterday morning. And they make the announcement right before the start of the NFL. So they bury it and no one's talking about it today. <laughs> time really. to do that on Sunday. Yeah. Perfect time. Yeah. Fire him under the cloak of darkness in the know. NFL. Yeah. Give him $15 million and be done with it. Now, here's the question. The big rumor outright. I have now, multiple questions, but let's let's start with yours because right. we'll, we're going to ping pong this one back and forth. The replacement rumor <laughs> is my question. They're going all in on Matt Campbell, the head coach of Iowa State, <laughs> to move over from Ames to Lincoln, which we have seen it before because Fred Hoiberg is the head coach of of Nebraska basketball. But like they want him to come over today. Well. That's like, the question. Like, does he does like, he leave now or leave in the offseason? Like, what does it do? Because a coach getting fired to week two is really rare in college football. Correct. This does not happen all that often. No. So, more, so more than likely, Nebraska is going to keep with their interim coach for the rest of the year. Which then, we know that goes well, usually. Right. And then they're going to bring in whoever they're going to bring in after the year is over. The question is, 
do you make as big of an offer that would cause Matt Campbell to up and leave who just beat Iowa? They win the Cyhawk game 10, seven, one of the worst football games I have ever. What do you watched. mean? Worst football games we had under, we did. Okay. Man. We cashed, we, we cashed it. Dave, they fumbled in the red zone, both teams four times. That's beautiful. When you have the under, right. But it's mixed for a horrible football game to watch. I don't it was know a really bad game. I didn't have to watch one second of it. It was on a screen, and I was oh, it was an eye on it. It was out of the really books, but I was, e- like, was the easiest bet on Saturday was the under of, of the Silent game. Damn right it was. Me and B Howell talked about that on eight in a box. We said that's the yeah. best play of the weekend is that yep. total under because that yep. number was 41 and a half when it opened and closed at 38. Bets. Yeah, some big bets moved that number. Still go still went under, way under. Way under. <laughs> but like total. this guy can't leave in the middle of the season can he i don't i'll say this he can but he won't this is a big smoke the throw back to you is is a simple question like this if i'm matt campbell and i'm pretty content where i'm at i'm making a decent living seven and a half million a year whatever he's making Mm -hmm. and nebraska comes calling for 10 million a year it's a lot of money but you've got a lot of work to do, and you are in the Big Ten. Not that the Big 12 is less than the Big Ten, but you're on the other division of the Big Ten at Nebraska. You know, I'm, I'm curious. Maybe we'll go get Randy Peterson, who is the lead columnist for the Des Moines Register. Maybe we'll put him on tomorrow about this because he wrote this morning – I don't put a lot of stock in the unsourced social media speculation about Matt Campbell. There sure, we go. It's po- sure, it's possible Iowa State isn't Campbell's final coaching stop. We know that, and it's hardly breaking news that Nebraska might be interested. You can assume he's on many ADs, Kennett lists, including Cornhusker AD Trev Alberts. Campbell, whose team hosts Ohio at 1 p.m. on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon at Jack Trice Stadium, is believed <laughs> to have spurred interest from Florida State and Tennessee. He also said he wasn't interested with the Detroit Lions, who allegedly made him a multi-million dollar offer. So if, if you're saying no to the NFL, why the hell are you going to Nebraska? It's a harder it's, job. This is, see, this is, this is when I feel like we're dancing. I feel like we're dancing <laughs> because these, these are the questions. I was just going to ask you that. I was like, listen, he told a lot of people no already. He's pretty yeah. content with Iowa State. He's on the way up. He's, they don't know where the teams or conferences are going to be in. I know – when you make moves as a coach, like why did that guy, Chris Peterson, stay so long at Boise State? Everybody came for him all the time. He was winning. He knew he was winning. He was building up for when he needed to move. He was good yeah. where he was. Right. So the boys in the chat, I love you guys in the chat. Thank you again for coming every day, hitting the like button, but giving us ideas while we're talking to talk about questions. Jimmy Jack just came in. And said, like what about Urban yeah. Meyer? Yes, that, that's who they want. That's that's who, that's been if talked you're about. Nebraska, you want Urban Meyer because it worked out so well down in Jacksonville. He's a college coach. He's a college you, coach. You got to be at a place where you can run around and do whatever you want and be left alone. Okay. <laughs> take take that however way you want to take that. You but, said it. Okay, take the however he wants to be able to run around and do whatever he wants and see whoever he wants. And again, look, Scott Frost had a well known reputation. <laughs> what are we I'm gonna doing say right. 
works. I'm just telling you. Okay. It's not, this is nothing new. Okay. This is a well-known, there were rumors like crazy. Okay. Talk Around about Scott's, football coaches. Talk about fighting. Who's getting title shots? Football coaches were taking title shots a lot. <laughs> okay. A lot. Now we're talking about some shit. All right. 1140. So, S-H-I-T. There you go. Yes. Come on. That's happening. Okay. So there's so Husker fans. I mean, I had, a, a, I don't know how many of my Husker friends would send me screenshots and things. And like, it's a, it was like the worst kept secret on message boards and among the alumni that was going on with Scott Frost. And it was going on in, in Florida at Scott Frost. Okay. So he's not the only one. Okay. You know, go go take a look at what's going on at Ole Miss. You can see what's going on at Ole Miss. There's all sorts of things that are going on on the internet when it comes to these coaches and where they're seen, okay? So, like, Urban Meyer's not the only one that's been doing this stuff, okay? Urban just was dumb enough to do it at his own damn bar when his team lost in Ohio, and his team went back, and he did not. If that was a Tuesday in, October, in August, you know, or I guess August, in June, when camp's not open, no one would have cared. Urban Myers with some, you know, woman half his age. Nobody would have cared. But because his team just lost, he's like, hey, I'm going to go hang out at my bar. Oh, right. That's not my wife. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so Urban will do what Urban wants in Lincoln. It's a perfect hire. Urban Meyer to Lincoln is a perfect home run dream hire for the Huskers because gonna they used to have. He rolled. What? It's going to make him win. Yes, because they used to have this standard at Nebraska, the Tom Osborne standard. It used to be in Urban Meyer. We win, but we win the right way. I love that shit. We win, which is a complete lie, but we win. I I mean, let's not talk about steroids. Everything else is going on in Nebraska during that time, but they win the right way. Okay, so that's fine. Like, let's not talk about the pipeline, talk about everything Nebraska did to be Nebraska. Let's not talk about any of that. No, let's (laughs) let's talk about how... They won the right way because they stood up there and they said the right things in front of a microphone. Fine. We don't cheat. We don't pay kids. We don't do all the underhanded stuff. We are Nebraska. We do it the proper way, blah, blah, blah. Right. They just want to shut up and win now. They just want to win now. They're done. They see the world. There's, there's no worry anymore about doing it the right way. They want to win. And they'll sell their soul to win. And Urban Meyer is selling your soul to win. And Urban Meyer will win at Nebraska. Wow. That'd be coming full circle for Urban. Started out at Utah and Bowling Green and all that stuff. And went to the big time Florida. Ohio Nebraska State. still, I mean, Nebraska's going to pay him like a big time. He's going to get $10 million a year. I know. No, that's you know, good. He's, Listen, he's I think for a, content's sake, all those times at Ohio State when he was laying it on people, yeah, he gonna be the coach at Nebraska now. That's a, that's the Penn State and you coming out. Oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that's the Penn I State fan and you coming out. That's what I that want is. A little shot. I ain't the only one that would want to. No, shot. no, they'll be licking their chops. I'm not debating that, especially the first couple of years until the talent arrives. But if he gets right and he gets the talent. Look out. Urban will win there. Just a matter of whether or not he wants to back wants back in. But in Nebraska, they'll leave him alone. They, they, he will be God. He will walk down Main Street in Lincoln and he will walk on water to those Husker fans. Oh. He's the dream hire. If Trev Alberts pulls it off, Urban Meyer's the dream hire. Because you could hire him right now. 
you can hire him and say he's, he, he's taken over the program. He'll work on Fox TV for the rest of the year. And then he'll start building the staff and start getting everything ready to go. And then he'll take over after the year is over. And blow out like the entire roster. <laughs> just go in and just, it'll be transfer you. Nebraska will be a totally different roster next year. Just has to be so nice to just be able to just jump from job to job, make millions of dollars. I mean, like, you know, everything possible went bad that could have gone bad in Jacksonville. And he ended up back on TV, gets to go to the games and talk and do all this stuff. And now he's the leading candidate for a job where he's going to make $10 million a year. Certain guy in certain guy in Tuscaloosa did the same thing. Certain guy in Tuscaloosa. Who would that be? Nick Saban sucked at Miami. Went right back and got a bigger job at a bigger place. Some guys, but Nebraska and Alabama are in very similar situations. Alabama was a damn train wreck before Saban walked through those doors. True. You were there. It was a mess. Five coaches in four years. Coaches, you know, (laughs) getting prostitutes who were going ahead and ordering the entire menu because he didn't pay her. So she ordered the entire menu on the company credit card and she got, took it all home and got caught. She was hungry. (laughs) Really hungry. (laughs) Uh, that was a DQ from a title fight from for Mike Price. That's what happened to him. <laughs> he got two days later got DQ'd and banned, shadow banned by the NCAA. That guy didn't appear. He went to UTEP and didn't never coached again. Never coached a big time program again. Lasted two days. Nebraska made sure of that. That was like the mob made sure the embarrassment, the level of embarrassment Nebraska had was like this dude will never work again. That's why. That's why you got to be careful if you want to get in the ring. You want to take title shots. That's why, as as guys, you got to be careful. A lot of those are yeah. setups. Like when you look that back, a setup. it's a setup, was right? A setup. It's a setup. We Don't fall for it, so. guys. Don't I mean, fall you, for it. It's a setup, but he ordered it too. So I mean, like, <laughs> you know, damn. Fall. She ordered the food. He ordered her. <laughs> so he knew. He knew. Maybe. What he was into maybe. Sure. <laughs> maybe. Uh huh. Maybe. Pensacola, maybe man. somebody called in the order for him. He didn't know. <laughs> Maybe who knows? showed up and said, wait a second. This ain't right. It's not what I ordered. For- oh, really? She was mad. because She ordered all the food. <laughs> who knows what happened? I do yeah. know now. We got to think about a sports grid. Sports grid. Thank you very much. We're back tomorrow night with you guys. 11 p.m. Uh, Pacific time after the Pat McAfee show for you guys on Twitter and on YouTube. Don't move. More to come with BVB. Uh, Omaha Steaks searing hot take of the day. That wasn't Just- it. Nope. Just a quick one. Pete Carroll tonight. Broncos are laying six and a half. Pete Carroll said yesterday, this is the fastest team we've had. He believes the fastest team right now that this Seattle Seahawks team is the fastest team he's had. Fast if that's like running or chasing running. down the opponent when they oh. can't stop. <laughs> that's my that's why that's my point. If your highlight reel is that your team can run fast. <laughs> Good. They can chase teams down when, <laughs> chasing, when they're running away. Ch- chasing teams down or running from the other team as your quarterback's ch- getting chased for his life. Gino ain't fast. All right. I'm sorry, Pete, but Gino ain't fast. I'm wearing his Seattle stuff today in signs of solidarity for all the book guys like Chris who come on today smiling like a Cheshire cat. And I didn't even know what a Cheshire cat was until I worked in a book and I heard that expression. And I was like, you didn't oh. Know, you didn't read Alice in Wonderland? Um, 
You know what? I did read Alice in Wonderland when I was little, but then Chester I never Cat. really Didn't watched it. I know what a Chester Cat is. No, I know. I, listen, you know I'm allergic to cats. I told you that story about me going, you know, fighting for the title, getting and the, not being the title. Breathe. Yep. Woman a title shot. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I heard smiling like a butcher's dog. That was, that was. Oh, I like that line. I used. Yeah. So that's a good smiling line. Smiling like a butcher's dog, Omaha steaks, a butcher's dog smiles at the meat. You know, there we go. We'll tie it all in. Plus, Mike Lang used to say that uh, after somebody scored a goal for the Penguins back in the day. Legendary Mike Lang had some ridiculously good hockey sayings. They're fast. They're hungry. People buy the meat. You should buy the meat uh, from Omaha Steaks. Code BVB. I don't know if that's a good thing, P-Roll. Is that a good thing? Like, Pete should probably <laughs> not be saying anything right now, right? They're gonna. They. I think they're the worst team in the NFL. Okay, uh, we're gonna find out tonight. I think they're absolutely awful. I think Seattle is horrible. So we'll see. Damn, son. I mean, like now we're gonna go for candidates for the worst team in the league right now after Week One. Let me look at the scores again yesterday and familiarize myself with somebody. Let's see who could it be. Is it? Is it the Jets? Are they worse than the Jets, Pierrot? We're going to find out. Well, both teams are at home. I do think the final score is going to look very similar to the final score from the Ravens-Jets game tonight. Favorite and under? Mm-hmm. Got to be under tonight. Well, save it. We'll, we'll get that. Okay. Better, right. better look at here, just, right. here in yeah. just one second. Let's go. Uh, okay. Props.com story today. We, yep. we'll, we'll touch on a little baseball. Yep. Astros run line, Dodgers run line for a plus 220 parlay is the props.com baseball parlay of the day. Astros at the Tigers, Dodgers at the Diamondbacks. We've got Framber Valdez on the bump for the like Astros that. against Erod for the Tigers, who is garbage. Like Framber. And we got Tyler Anderson for the Dodgers. Mr. Anderson. Who's been very good. Very good. And they got a chance to get after this Diamondbacks team Nelson, that's kind of been yeah. up and down with Nelson. Yeah. Ryan Nelson, first league, big league start, was good. But at AAA, he was eh. Get the Dodgers bats rolling. How do you like a parlay of Astros-Dodgers run line with both minus 115, minus 140 at Caesars? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Did you watch one second of a baseball game Saturday or Sunday? The last baseball game I watched was on Wednesday of last week. That was the last baseball game I watched. I've not seen I've not seen a single pitch of a baseball game from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Four straight days, not a single pitch. It's a damn shame because like you go in the books, I was literally in seven books in set combined Saturday and Sunday. I saw it on one screen in one of the books, in the a corner. baseball game up in a corner <laughs> that ain't no one else was watching. And I was like, cause I looked around, you know, cause I got to check the scores. I got to see what's going on. And I, I saw John Murray Saturday at the book. They put it. By the way, did you ask him about his Alabama quote? Did, does that still hold that? This is the best Bama team of all time. I said, John, I said, I heard you, you guys really like Bama. Huh? He's like, <laughs> Well, I said it. He goes, but you know how things get embellished. And I'm like, no, I know. And he goes, well, this is a hell of a game. 
Wow, we're gonna throw. Oh, so the the quote's not the quote. No, no, no. He said it. He said it. But he's like, you know, how you're just talking and whatever. And I said, okay. (laughs) Um, But he was mad because the Canadian Football League game was on the screen, on one of the screens, and he called the back and said, "Put on a college football game, any college football game. I don't want to see a Canadian Football League game out here." And the kids in the back were like, they knew to put on a football game. But rather than put on a baseball game. game. That's <laughs> awesome. Like, Is it football? I, yeah. Is it Canadian? It's, well, it's better than the Astros games. I'll put it on. <laughs> I was like, oh, and I get it because I've been in there and I it's would be riot. the guy saying, hey, put the Dodger game on. Like, Nobody cares about the Dodger game. And they're right. Like no one in the book even went up to the counter, even asked about the baseball. To correct, to correct it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, so you could rather put on, you know, um, some FCS game. As long as it's college football, then put on baseball right now. So how do I like this? I mean, I didn't do the baseball work yet today. I'm going to do it after we hang up, and I'm going to look at some stuff. But Dodgers, Astros, Astros with Framber, I'm definitely taking it. And they're on the road, and they're minus one and a half. That's fine. The Dodgers are on the road as well. That's probably not a bad bet right now. Either one I've of just those. Been burnt. I've been burned so much on the run line this year. It's just... I really, well, I mean, just, it's just, hard just because line parlay and take the you know, it's probably even money money line the, parlay. Just do that. The one, the one that I'm worried about more is the Astros. Right, three two win, four three win, and then you're done. They're so the I, king. Of, I mean, they're the, they're line. one of the best teams in the league to the unders. The total seven, and you're going laying a run and a half. Now you got to win by two and go under. I mean, I guess the it's Detroit, but it's it's Erod. Who's a who's an actual major league pitcher? So uh, that's the one that scares me the most. Wow! So Dijan just sent me uh, Lomachenko is going to fight again on October 29th. That's phenomenal. I appreciate that DM against a, so a, a somebody that it might actually hit him or what? Unbeaten uh, Hermaine Ortiz. I don't know much about Hermaine Ortiz. I got to okay. check it out. But Get it's a top work. rank, top rank. It's, it's at MSG in New York. I'm kind of bummed. I, I've only seen Lomo fight in person once oh, i need to go see him again he's just by far my favorite fighter he's just so cool all right propbet.com uh sorry propbet.com prop sorry that's props.com sorry betprep.com prop bet of the day okay you've already had this conversation so i'm a little frustrated by this but uh see Seahawks wide receiver. It's not my case. It's Bet Prep's case. Uh, DK Metcalf over 56 and a half receiving yards. DraftKings got it. Really, everyone's got it at minus 115. Small sample size without Russell Wilson, but when he wasn't there, Geno Smith was the quarterback, and he really, in four games, force-fed DK Metcalf. Yes, 65 did. of his 95 passes for 702 and five touchdowns went straight to Metcalf. Right. Metcalf, uh, 19 catches in those games with, yes. with Smith. The receiving... Excuse me, receiving stats for Geno Smith, 98 yards, 58 yards, 96 yards, 43 yards. And they've had a whole camp together over 56 and a half Seahawks, DK, excuse me, DK Metcalf for yards. Get a drink of water. Sorry. Hiccups. It's the worst when you get the hiccups and we're doing actual shows on the (laughs) air. Hiccups are brutal. One of the many things I'm learning when you have hiccups and you work in a book, you just stop working and get a bottle of water on the air. You can't. Um. Do you like the over-under in the game? I like the under in the game. I like the under in the game. You said you like the team total for Seattle. Under. No. 
Yes, no? that I like under. Yes. Okay. So do you like this over or under Metcalf receiving yards? I tend to do this. I'm on the Broncos, which we'll do in a second. Okay. My prop bets, I tend to look at weapons on the other side to kind of balance it out a little bit. So if Seattle wins the game, we know DK is going to have a monster game. If they cover, most likely DK has a monster game. This can be one pass play for Metcalf. Very true. So I would. Although a 56 and a half yard reception is a big reception. But it is, but it, you can. It could happen. It. It's happened yeah. before. Yeah. So just like all the numbers yesterday on Adams were low. Receptions were low. Yards were low. He blew them all out of the water. 56 and a half seems a little low for DK. I think he'll probably be last year. He was around 68, 69, almost 70 every game. Now that was with Russell Wilson, not with Geno Smith, but I, I think the numbers will be somewhat comparable. Right. I bet over. I, I go right. over on this. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not completely sold on it, but I like Seattle in the game. So I would think to that, win or to cover cover. Okay. Cover. Six and a half or seven. Well, obviously, if you can get seven, that's better. But, Mm -hmm. you know, six is six and a half is the number. And right now, I would take six and a half before I wouldn't lay it. I know that I wouldn't lay it. It's just, it's so inflated to me without seeing anything yet from Russell Wilson other than what I saw last year. New coach, all this stuff going on. I know what I saw from Seattle in the preseason. I painfully tried to watch two of their games and they're, terrible but and you want them they're terrible and you want to ride them i know this is a public play okay let's go to better to book it because we'll we'll get right into it for better to book it here bronco six and a half the reason why i know it's a public play but there's just the seattle seahawks are at home and it's the only reason why i'm even stopping to think about this game is because seattle's at home it's game one. If this is game four or five, this number might be eight, might be nine. Seattle is really bad. They've got two Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, and that's it. Might be enough talent. to keep the ball long enough, kick some field goals, keep this thing close. Listen, but this Broncos defense is still pretty darn good. It is. It is. They can Listen. run, they can get after the quarterback. I think Geno Smith's going to get killed tonight. Week one road favorites in a non-conference game are on a 10-1 and one ATS run currently. Yep. That's straight from our guy, SoCal DGen, yep. director of research. And that I knew that stat before he even told me that stat, but I knew that stat. People are going into this, and they're like, well, it's a divisional game. No, it's not. Somebody said that in the Discord channel, well, it's a divisional it dog. Like, what are you talking about? Broncos and Seattle do not play in the same division, guys. Like, yeah, this is NFC, AFC, two different conferences. Like, what are two we doing here? Right. Like, how back in the day, like in the 80s, yes. But Seattle's an NFC team, not an AFC team. So let's see. Yesterday, I bet six and a half. And then I saw it go to Circa went to seven last night. Yeah, Chris went to seven a couple of days ago, too, or yesterday, and then moved it back. So Baltimore was a road favorite. Yep. Similar six and a half destroyed the Jets. And I think the Saints were five and a half, six at Atlanta. Divisional game didn't come. Big difference. Yeah, big difference. Rivalry. Cleveland 
Nope, that's not it. Let's see. San Francisco. It's a conference game, but it's not a division. Thursday, Buff- Thursday Buffalo. Sunday, Tampa. Monday, Broncos. Mm. Road teams. Favored. Covered. Prime Kansas time City. Road team. Not primetime, but covered. Kansas City in a non-conference. Mm-hmm. Covered. I don't like the Broncos at all. I mean, Broncos are going to be one and zero after tonight, and I think it's they're not going to really break a sweat doing it. Brady Brady beat the Patriots when he went back to Foxborough. I think Russ going back. Everyone's like he's going to play with so so much emotion. He's going to overplay his hand. I'm like I don't think so. I think the receivers for this Broncos team are going to be open all damn night. Listen, all that stuff is bullshit. Like, you know, it's just, it's not, it's talk, it's fodder. It doesn't matter as far as the actual affecting the game or let alone the point spread, all that okay. stuff. It's fun to talk about, and it may or yeah. may not be true. Um, How I do just, you feel? So I think it's too high. I would okay. book this. I, I, right. I'll so take then, Seattle. On the other side, how would you yeah. feel about a same game teaser? Broncos minus a half a point under 50. 50. It's 44. I like teaser. under 44. I love under 50. That's great. It teases up to 50. So Broncos just to win the game. This is my other play on this game tonight. That feels better. I like that. But this is a is this this is one of your plays. I have to better book this thing. Yes. All right. I'll bet this one with you. I think the end of the game comes down to like I like to say. Seattle down three, four, seven, trying to come down and tie or maybe go ahead, or it's going to be tied. Russ is going to lead them to a touchdown at the end or a field goal, set up a field goal, and they're going to win by three. Okay. You know, so I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think this is a blowout, but it could be. It, you know, Denver could win this like Tampa won at Dallas last night. They could win this ugly 24 to 7. I have a 24 10. Oh, well, I mean, that's 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 a legitimate that's a legitimate final. I mean, if Denver's defense is above average, they get to Geno and force him mm-hmm. into and, and they get a lead, mm-hmm. they force him into bad decisions and Long third downs. Seattle's not going to move the ball. They're not going to really be able to be a threat. And Denver will be happy to keep Russ upright, untouched, and handing the ball off, churning the clock, and putting up 24, 27 points. So 24 10 is 34, 27 10. Very possible. But under, under, under. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman tonight, by, by the way. That's going to be very weird calling that game tonight. Why is it weird? They've worked together for years. On ESPN? Never seen Joe Buck on ESPN. I hear Joe Buck thinking I'm looking for Fox Music and looking for baseball. Like, <laughs> Well, that's true. I mean, in in that respect. But once the game starts with all that, it's it just another – It's I like that they stayed together. I agree. I agree like, if that. I had to go turn on tonight and see Joe Buck with, you whoever. know, Lewis Riddick and 
Brian yes. Greasy oh, or whatever, I'd be like, oh, God, this is not ESPN, ESPN was so mean to make Joe Tessador read a promo for Monday Night Football during the Kentucky-Florida game. That was just mean. <laughs> like, Why? It was his job. <laughs> he was the voice of Monday Night Football. Yeah. So you had to read. You got replaced went, by Joe Buck. They went and got another guy. I, mean, I know, but they replaced him. He had to do the read for continuing the legacy of the great broadcasters. Listen, his Monday business is very humbling. You're nobody. All right. You're nobody until you're somebody. I mean, that's what it's, 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 it happens. You got to be nobody first before you're somebody. Oh. And sometimes they make you read that shit. So, sorry. That's, too, that's too good. <laughs> Favorite thing about today is what? Besides that <laughs> inside joke. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's good. Uh, you smile like a Cheshire <laughs> cat, a butcher's dog. Do the show, Dave. That's all we're doing. Um, my favorite thing about today is the weekend was so much fun because I got to meet in person a lot of people that I done shows with, talked to, talked about, talked with on Twitter, trade texts with, and we got to sit and talk. And like my guy Mal Bamford, Bumford, I don't even Bumford, I think, on Twitter. He's an English guy who flew here to come and hang out and watch football, football central down at the Westgate. And he does a baseball gambling show and stuff. And it was so much fun to see and talk. And like, you know, I spent the whole day Saturday with Dawson. We jumped around for book to book. We had meetings. We talked to people. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody's talking about the games and we Mm -hmm. get as the benefit of through the games to talk to each other about a lot of different things. So I'm going to talk to John in Iowa as soon as we hang up the phone here, John in Iowa, if he's available, but he's very busy too. Um, We're going to talk the meetings and the fun. But my favorite thing about today is football is back and we're talking (laughs) about the games. I love it. Absolutely love it. My favorite thing about today, and I don't mean this to be mean, but it's, it's just hear me out as I say it. Oh boy. I still have really strong ties to Nebraska. Oh God. And when something happens to the Husker football program, oh boy, the number of people that come out of the woodwork to ask me about what's going on, oh. because all of my Creighton people do that, what you just did. They put on their glasses. And they sit back and they go, watch this shit. This is going to be so fun. good. <laughs> they, did, they kick up their heels and they just go, how you feeling today, big guy? How you and doing? They just, they just stick the needle in just ever so slowly into the rib cage. Yeah. Um, you lost to Georgia Southern, guys. Georgia Southern. Dude, like, we know know your basketball team. Team. like we know your basketball team sucks, but your football team sucks too. How does that hurt? Like, how does how do you how do you deal with that? Like, you got you got ten more games left, and you're playing Oklahoma this weekend on national TV. Oklahoma is coming into Lincoln. This is supposed to be game day, and like, and some dude named Mickey is your head coach. Like, I that that side. What's wrong with Mickey? Is the name nothing, but it's just funny. His name is Mickey. He's your head coach. So like you've a, got, well, how far is that funny? There's a lot of Mickey's that go, I mean, that's not, that's you're taking a shot at all Mickey's here. It's fine. Give them a pair of mouse ears and away we go. And then, <laughs> so then we have, and on the other side, you have my Husker friends who are constantly texting me about who's the next coach going to be. 
Who's the, who's the next coach going to be? Who are we going to get? Who are we going to get? What about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? What it? Oh, I, I want Urban Meyer. I want, I mean, I've told all of them. I, I would, I would literally like sacrifice a baby goat. Like go do whatever you got to do. Like do whatever you got to do. Sacrificing any animals. Do, do whatever you, you got to do. Get Urban Meyer. Like you have to do something. Go, you know, pray to Joe Boo or something. You got to get <laughs> Urban Meyer. Ur, Urban Meyer coming in to Lincoln would be an absolute home run for them if they could find a way to get Urban Meyer. <laughs> Problem is they're probably going to wind up with like the offensive coordinator from you know, some PAC 12 school or something like, it's just the job is not a good job right now. Money is money, but the job is not a good job. You said the quiet part out loud. It's not a good job. Nebraska is not a good job. It's a really old living in the past fan base. Oh, oh, that holds you up to a standard that is not achievable in a NIL TV driven college football world. Oh, he's done it now. Because if you're going to be recruited by Ohio State, Michigan, even Penn State, you're going to be recruited in your conference and you're going up against these schools, you're going to go to Lincoln, Nebraska. And unless you're a kid who likes farm country, you're in trouble. I mean, you're straight up, you're in trouble. And like, you can get a kid named the coldest and the coldest can do a local Omaha HVAC, HVAC, you know, NIL, but it's hard to compete when you've got USC co-eds in the song girls at UCLA coming into your conference and you've got great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A lot of things about that are great. And so there's that. (laughs) And so there's all of that going on and you have to convince a kid to not, I mean, Nebraska recruits California like crazy. They do. They they pulled Nebraskans for Californians for Nebraska is a big, big alumni group. One of the biggest, maybe the biggest alumni group for Nebraska. Really? Oh yeah. They recruit kids like crazy. California is a huge fertile recruiting ground, but it's going to be really hard with UCLA and USC coming into town in your conference. Right. So it's just that job. Look, money's great, but moving your family for three years and having your life turned upside down and you can't go out to dinner or to a drink or whatever, because you get MF'd by the guy down the road you know, it's, you know, flipping you off and beeping at you and telling you you suck at every turn. That's not fun. Honeymoons in Nebraska are very fast for the head coach. Scott Frost won a national championship at Nebraska. He's now hating. playing football, playing, playing the sport he's coaching. Playing. They couldn't, they couldn't wait. They paid him an extra $7.5 million to get the fuck out of town this yesterday morning. Get your shit. Get the fuck out. Here's $15 million. Get lost. <laughs> like, he's Scott Frost. We don't care, <laughs> but he won that mythical championship. We, we, we don't care. Yeah. He, but he was good at Oregon. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> Get out. Here's $15 million. Get out. Was it right? It wasn't working. It wasn't working, but it's, it's anger now. I mean, it's embar- you embarrassed the university. You lost at home to Georgia Southern. Yeah. Another one loss score. So many games in a row, eight games in a row by one loss. He lost in a row. One score, one score, one score games, right? Eight in a row. All those games could have been victory. That's bad, 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 bad. But they could be one of those games. If he turned around and won even half, he won half those games. He has his job today. He still be, still would be employed. And now he's packing up his stuff and who knows where he's going. So is he done coaching? No, he'll be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. Probably. In the really NFL? Smart. 
Yeah, he's a really smart offensive mind. Yeah, he'll be either on an offensive staff or an offensive coordinator, one of the two. He'll work He'll work a lot. Yeah, he's got a huge reputation as being a really smart offensive mind. Just it's different. It's different being a leader versus being a coordinator. It's just sometimes the job just is too big for you. And you should go back to doing specifically what you're good at. He's very good at offense. So go coach offense. He'll be paid well, or he'll go to an island with $15 million and have a lot of fun which is probably what I would do <laughs> if I was him. So, you know, go find a, go find a title shot or something in Curacao. Get us out of here. Before you say something else. He's Dave. I'm Matt. Talk to you tomorrow for BVB.